you've ruined the intro. I did. Why? I don't know what to say anymore. Why do you mean? I mean, like, is it myself? Is it me? Oh. Whatever, you, feels, whatever feels right. No, I'm not doing you, that. You do the intro. <laughs> you, you're the intro guy. Okay, there's there's no intro this show. This is uh, this is uh, this is episode 351. You know who we are, and um, we'll we'll work it out. The question is, do we know who we are? <laughs> this is a journey of self discovery that's well, lasted about 13 years and still has <laughs> not reached a conclusion. Mm, that is true. All right. Well, speaking of self discovery, task flow seems to be a uh, a poignant example of you trying to figure out who you are. <laughs> I think that I think that's probably true, right? Well, what what what, what are you discovering about yourself? I mean, like the one thing you said to I don't know was Emra or Chess. I don't know. I don't know who Chessner. I don't know who. I can't remember uh, who it was exactly. What you were talking about. Your your struggles with startups, or why you feel like you haven't re- sort of reached your destination, is that you have continually been picking projects that are not really something that that's true to yourself, in the sense that you're not building something that you yourself would ever use. Is that is that essentially it? I think that's true. I think, yeah. I mean, basically, what I had said was, um, <clears throat> I'd said that. You know, um, so em- Emra would very kindly said he he wanted to make sure that I got to uh, MVP without getting distracted and doing something else. And so what yeah, I you had got said a little defensive the, there. The yeah, I was, was like, you know what? <laughs> what's that? No, I wasn't. I wasn't defensive. You're a little I, I defensive. I was like defensive. Just... You're like, well, I. I was like, <laughs> no. I, I was. He's say like, that. dude. I've been listening to you for 15 years. I know. Don't worry. I'm just just. You know, I'm on your side. That's basically what he was saying. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was funny. Yeah, uh, I mean, was, I just uh, think that um, that the, the main issues that I've had, you know, if you look back at all the stuff that I've done, mm-hmm. um, I, there's these two mistakes that I keep making over and mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. And one of them is being too optimistic about, about the post-MVP technical lift. Like, mm-hmm. so I do regularly get it to MVP, I get it to launch, I get initial customers. But then I just realize, oh man, you know what? This is, this is like, this is good. This would require a bigger team. This would require more money. This would require more stuff. So, you know, I'm just not very good at gauging that aspect of things. And, um, yeah, you know, well, I think, that's, I think that's re- one thing. Yeah. I mean, the reality is that startups take years and yeah. I don't mean years to like, reaching um some sort of financial outcome i mean years do you have any real traction yeah i mean most of the you know when you read um stories about a lot of these startups um i mean they're they're often toiling you know it's not like toiling for six months like we said we reached an mvp and then we tweaked it for three to four months and then we hit traction and then we started blowing up it's more like we worked for like two to six years. <laughs> Not, yeah. Nobody was buying it. Nobody cared. It just couldn't seem to get anything really going. We kept it lean. We just fight, fought and fought and scrapped and whatever money we could get from fa- friends or family or that we could put on credit cards. 
Um, I think that's more often the, and, th and those are just the ones that succeed. I mean, all the ones you fail, of which there's maybe 50 times as many, you don't really hear about them. But even to the ones that succeed, most of them have to spend a lot of time. And I think it's important to internalize th that reality. And if you're not ready to do that, then don't do a startup. doesn't mean you can't have a side project. You can't build something for fun, play around. But if you're, um, if you're, if you're really intending it to be a, um, a successful, profitable financial engine, um, and that you're going to stick with, stick with, you just have to internalize that and you gotta be like, well, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to grind this thing out for years, whatever it takes. Yeah. And, and I think that brings me to point number two, which is my main mistake, the, the constant mistake that I've made. And you know what? It's really, it's a life, it's a lifelong thing. Um, it's been said to me by many, even old, old friends, not specifically about startups, but it just boils down to this, like just essentially choosing to spend my time on something that I like you know? Mm -hmm. So just what, where, where am I spending that capital of time? Where am I spending that capital of life? And I think that a mistake that I've made with a lot of startups is like, I get it over the line. I launch it, I get customers. And then I'm like, meh, I just, I just don't want to get out of bed for this. You know, this doesn't interest me. <laughs> and it's uh, somehow I have this capability to not like project my mind <laughs> into the future and go, what would it be like running that kind of thing? And that was the whole purpose of Nugget, by the way. The whole purpose of Nugget was to just put my mind, is to practice like thousands of times on thousands of ideas. What's it going to be like running this? And so that was the reason why it was, I couldn't find an idea from Nugget because I couldn't imagine running one of those. It just didn't feel like fun. Well, um, you know, it's funny. I mean, I, I've, reason, said that, I've said that to you before about things outside of startups. It was like, moving you know like move to savannah and i was like you always have a hard time yeah. like and i would say that projecting yourself through time and space and go i'm yeah. gonna go and just run a simulation <laughs> in my head and go how do i how would i like that you're like no i actually have to go be there to determine that i'm yeah. like you can't simulate it you can't imagine it you're like no not really or i don't really know how you explain it but the answer is generally no you just feel you i couldn't you, have done that with savannah i mean you, like i would never have guessed how I would have felt being there. Hmm. So and even though you I guys had visited, I, I can understand that had you never visited, but you got you and Georgie had visited on vacation. You guys spent a few days there. And were like, "Hey, this is, place is so beautiful, and we should live here." So you had some sense of it, right? There was no feeling of uh, of like racial tension, sort of walking down the road. And that wasn't that the feeling. only thing, right? That was the main thing for me. I think like, the main thing was you guys ran out of food restaurants in like a three weeks. <laughs> I <laughs> just you're a foodie I just, <laughs> and you guys have something you're complaining about. I mean, I'm not saying you didn't sense. Maybe I haven't said it on the show before. Maybe I haven't said it to you before because I was a bit, you know. No, you said like, it. I didn't know it was right. But but the main thing for me was it felt uncomfortable just walking around. It just, I don't want to be somewhere where I feel uncomfortable, you know. Yeah, but there were other things too. That wasn't it. That wasn't, I mean, that wasn't the only thing. But anyway, I mean, regardless, yeah. that's, we, we, yeah. Savannah's not, not a super interesting topic, but yeah. that, is, that is definitely something that you struggle with for a reason, yeah. which, is, which is funny <laughs> because in a startup, you sort of have to imagine the future. You have to imagine this thing that doesn't exist, right? 
you have to imagine this thing that people are going to use, and it's it. There is a lot of imagination involved in in ideating, coming up with a conception of a product, and how people are going to use it. So you do do you're able to do all those things, obviously. But it's a question of like how projecting how you would feel in a situation, right? You can picture the product that doesn't exist. The question is, can you project how you will feel? <laughs> about it at I think a I point. think yeah exactly I think like like mobile delivery app mm -hmm. that is just the best example of me not being able to project what it's going to feel like um I mean I think it's one of the best things I've built it was beautiful design beautiful it worked beautifully it had like beautiful menus like everything was amazing about that app I mean you saw that app it was just like totally top shelf app and brand it's, we sold coffees. I had like a, I had a courier <laughs> delivering that stuff. Just when I delivered that first coffee, I was just like, oh no, I hate this. I hate this concept. I don't want to enable people to have coffee delivered to themselves. It's just the laziest thing in the world. Well, and... you know, I think, um, <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know. I just couldn't project myself. It took nine months to get there to hand someone a coffee to realize I feel bad right now doing well, this. Well, one of the things I recall from that was, you know, cause Phil had moved out here and Phil having, you know, done his MBA and worked at that, you know, that venture capital firm was trying to help you come up with a financial model. Mm -hmm. And you just, your mind melted at even just like the thought of the, of going through the model. Like you're just like, I can't, I can't think about it like this way. I just, you're just, ah like it feels like dude it's just a basic financial model you're like you're just like your eyes went cross cross-eyed like the minute you were looking because it's at sort it of, it's sort of like filling out forms right yeah it's just you like... just were like i you literally yeah yeah <laughs> and it was the funniest thing because light is essentially an operational business yeah there is a mm -hmm. brand you're there's a tech thing you're doing there there's a there's certainly t tech powered right you're gonna have to have a logistics software you're gonna have to have a consumer facing app that people are going to use you're going to create this brand which is all stuff that you really enjoy but there was this really really heavy duty heavy operational, operational aspect to it that for whatever reason yeah. you didn't spend a whole lot of time thinking about until yeah. you know you, you you just got so excited i think at the idea and you focused on the stuff that you understood and knew how to do and wanted to do and mm. then it was like oh crap this is a logistics company and there has to end with small margin with limited margin so it has to be really operationally efficient after all this stuff and yeah you're just i mean i i were telling you back then i was like i don't know man like you're gonna compete with like uber and stuff like that and well, companies they're gonna be they're gonna go into that market eventually which of course they did another so. but it's not just like so another example is um uncle chockey's hot chocolate that i did back in london yeah so um yeah. This this was an example of like it was launched. So basically, I had I love I love this idea of this amazing hot chocolate you would get when you were skiing in Italy. They always did this really thick hot chocolate. Then they have these hot chocolate machines, like almost like Coke fountains, mm -hmm. and they're just sitting on the counter. You grab a hot chocolate in the middle of skiing, and it's it's not like any hot chocolate that you ever tasted in America or England. And so I was like, that is such an amazing experience. That would go down really well in in London cafes. So I worked with. Um, a company in Germany to formulate this stuff and to make it just right, just like it. 
and it was it tasted delicious and we shipped uh this hot chocolate over but then what i found out after that fact was you know it goes off and it's like oh okay i've got this to market i've done this but that this was another case of like hmm the technology was too too heavy you know as it were like it was too hard to to, to scale it after so and and I, I guess i didn't care about it enough to try and solve the problem to, to try and keep solving the problem so that's that comes back to point number two it's like okay I've realized that there's these 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 big lifts, but then I don't care about it enough. Whereas you, with what you work on, you care about it enough. Mm. You you make good choices. You care about it enough. You don't give up on it. Yeah. Well, um, I think it's sort of a it's You're a, a horse. It's, a, it's a critical it's a critical requirement. It's a it's you have to you have to really really care about what you're building and want to stick with it. You can't just decide you're. Because, you know, it's easy to get, like, momentarily excited about something for a couple weeks or a few months or whatever, or even, like, six months. Like, oh, I'm really into it. I'm, I'm really passionate about this. People say this stuff mm -hmm. all the time. It's like, how about a decade? How about a decade? Yeah. As a starting point. <laughs> maybe two. <laughs> you know, if you can't say right. that, then you probably shouldn't do it. You're probably going to fail. Now, if, you, if you're... If you're going to join some funded startup and they're paying you and you're learning tech and you're just growing your career and yeah, you know, okay, whatever. Sure. You know, you know, it's like, you don't have to do it for, but if you're the founder, um, and, and you, and yeah, you gotta, um, and you just have to have this sort of iron will, like this will succeed. I will grind through it. Nothing in the world is going to stop me. And that's kind of how I felt Math Academy. Nothing is going to yeah. stop me. I that's will great. run through you over you on top of you whatever it takes to make this happen that's and why you're a good you're a good horse to bet on you're good you are a horse and you're a good horse to bet on that the, the, <laughs> and that's probably my fatal flaw is all my opinions are written in sand like there's all there's almost nothing that i feel really strongly about strong conviction well that's what i that's what i warned you about uh investing because if you don't have really strong convictions you're easily swear swayed by momentary gyrations in the market you know things opinions in the market voices in the market change for a few weeks or a few months or a year and all of a sudden you're like oh yeah everybody this is going to go down or it's obvious everybody's saying so and that that'll you know that that'll lead to poor results poor returns but is um it really is it really weird to to not have like ironclad opinions and convictions i mean well, here's the thing. I mean, I mean, a lot of people have strong opinions. There's no question. A lot of people have strong opinions about lots of things, um, especially political, social things, right? I mean, most people feel really strongly about. It's like it's sort of like the hedgehog versus the fox kind of concept. Uh, you know, you say that a lot. I can't remember. Well, because what, like the he the hedgehog is like just one thing. The hedgehog is one thing. It's got its spikes. That's its whole strategy. And a fox, it has, you know, does a lot of different things to survive. It has a lot of different ways. Yeah, I, I think that's the wrong analogy. I mean, that's obviously I do more than one thing, right? All right. I'm not a one-dimensional person, you know, and I think that's kind of, I mean, a lot of people who, it helps to be one-dimensional and have a very, very uh, non-diverse life or set of experiences because it's more, easier to focus and commit to things, right? Right. Um. 
I think it's, it's, it's you got to find the right balance. I mean, everybody's a little different. Some people are just, they're just, they're, they have their thing they care about and everything else. It's like, eh, you know, and there are people who have multiple interests. I've obviously had a lot of interests and a lot of things I've been involved in, but I think <laughs> you can have variety in your life, but you have to, the thing that is the really major thing, you got to not allow yourself to get too distracted by other things. And I haven't always been as good at that as I should be. And you got to commit for a long time. Um, you, you stick with it. You know, I think, you know, get allowing myself, I've allowed myself a few times. Usually what happens is when it, another project invades my mind space, it's a close friend is like, come on, man, come on, <laughs> we can do this. Like you and any foo, right? Mm -hmm. It's like James and the crypto trading stuff. It's somebody I really like that. I want to help or I like working with and they're like, and they're very like, you know, come on, you can, it will just, it'll be great, you know, and they'll, and I'm like, all right, you know, and, and it, it's been in that case, like in, in projects where I am like a co-founder, like with Anifu and the crypto stuff, but also with like me helping out other people with projects, Givtronic, Empath, things like that, where I was Are just Are they still going? Do you still have any part no, of them? Oh, no, no, those things. You know, those things never eventually just killed them because they just sit on the side and you just, you're trying to balance them with three or four other things and you eventually just got to be honest with yourself. It's like, I just don't have time for this. And yeah. so um, I think when it comes to like a startup kind of project, like a work, like you can really only do one of those. You can't only have one project. It doesn't mean that you can't like a, play on a soccer team or have kids or, you know, have other interests or something. But in terms of like something like a creative um, financial pursuit, like you, you can't be doing two or three of those projects because you're just, you're less effective by like half, if not more. And it's already near impossible to make one of these things work. I mean, the, 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 the odds of succeeding with this stuff and I don't mean building something, make a few hundred dollars a month. I mean, building something that is a, a real financial success. I mean, the, yeah. the odds are horrible. I mean, even at, even at, um, um, Y Combinator, they said that the, you know, they accept about 2% of the people who apply 2%. Mm -hmm. Oh that yeah. Is nothing. And then of those people, so a hundred for every hundred people, two people get in and of those 2% have a, have a positive financial outcome. That, those are not good odds. It doesn't mean they don't get some investment, right? It doesn't mean they don't get investment and they get a couple of but in terms of either going public or being acquired or whatever, they just, they never get there. Well, the and thing that's, is... And that's, and, and if you, those are the people who are Y-Comet, which usually has much better yeah. odds than all these other incubators and people are trying to bootstrap on their own. I mean, it is really hard. So you're going to like, I'm going to do this thing that's like impossible, pretty much. I'm going to create this scalable, fast-growing, super high-margin tech business. You know, I'm not, just putting a, I'm not just putting a food cart up or something. And, uh, and I'm gonna, what I'm going to do, I'm going to do it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to divide, divide my efforts in two or three. I mean, yeah. You might as well just quit. Don't do it. I mean, you might as well just not do anything because it's going to fail. I agree and, with that. And it took me too that. long to, it took me, it took me a little too long to, um, to figure that I wanted my cake and eat it too. And, mm. um, yeah. just anything that happens. Now it's one thing to say, 
yeah, I don't. It's just it's bad. Don't don't do it. I and and, and I'm speaking from experience. I okay, mean, but I, just m- moving back to me for a second. Oh, we're talking about you. Okay. Oh uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, by the way, <laughs> that that comment you made in the Task Flow channel was, I think, one of the funniest things I've ever seen. So, in just for listeners, in, yeah, I don't in know what disc- comment you're talking about. In so. the Discord, in the Discord, we have different channels. There's Task Flow channel. There's a Math Academy channel. And there's JV Musing channel. Because I just wanted to put some... JV Links or JV Musing. There's JV's Emotions. There's JV's... I mean, there's just like JV's Thoughts of the Day. So anyway, there was I posted up a, an update for, for Taskflow. And for whatever reason, a couple of people, including Jason, decided that they were going to start talking about Apple computers and M1 chips in, in the Taskflow channel. <laughs> so I, I just got to this point where I finally got permanence working like so you could you could add your tasks and it would remember it and i was like yay permanence is working and <laughs> jason posts this comment he's like he's like justin we're not talking about fucking task flow here go and get another ch- go post in another channel man read the, read room, the room buddy i mean <laughs> <Read the room. laughs> like to, like like jv musing or something <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like jason and his buddies co-opted task flow and then <laughs> The talking Lake about China. yeah macbooks and uh, that was fun that was yeah funny, that was i that was yeah it was I, we were i was being a, a purposefully being an ass just to be right. I, I how ridiculous that was <laughs> i, I kind of forgot what channel is i don't even know how that got started but you know i have to say and i know i'm we're moving off the topic of you for a minute we can mm. move right back to you but it's fine i don't mind we can move around i i i, I do enjoy, i i am having fun with the discord like i am enjoying you know chatting back and forth with everybody and and it's it's cool you know it's kind of like a micro hacker news right instead of like because hacker news like everything once it gets big it's like you have a bunch of negativity Mm -hmm. right and people assume bad faith arguments but you you get a lot of these bad faith arguments everybody's arguing with each other if you keep it small enough it never gets to that point it's all people who are trying to be helpful and have fun yeah and I don't know what that threshold is. It's if it's a hundred or a thousand or five thousand. At some point, where it just loses that. But we're, you know, what do we have? There are like ninety people or whatever it is. We're closing in on a hundred now. Yeah, but I, I mean, I think it's still far away from that. But I think I haven't seen well, it's anybody. exactly a hundred. But I, I think seen... some of those people are duplicates. Okay, I haven't seen anybody. Are people start creating sock puppet accounts already. <laughs> <laughs> so to influence influence the direction of task flow they're like i'm gonna create a bunch of sock puppets and we're all gonna so like this is the stupidest feature justin he's like wow everybody's everybody's saying not to do subtask i guess <laughs> it's the no, right way I... see it's like 10 to 1 everybody hates the subtask a, a couple of people like tried discord when it first launched and so they had a discord account and then when you click the invite link, it kind of takes you through your original account and doesn't let you set up another account. Or it, there's some weirdness, so you have to like log out and log back in again with a new account. So that's yeah, I don't know how I ended up with 20 accounts. It was just weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I have a mistake. I don't know. Somehow I ended up with 20 software, but accounts. Um, yeah. So, uh, well, anyway. Well, no, let me... I, I want to say one thing you... about Discord. I want to say that... Um, so I, I really enjoy our the badge that we have texting scholar mm-hmm. so if you've listened to every texting episode then you can have and you just let me know you you can have the badge texting scholar 
I think and it should be like texting for life, texting lifer. <laughs> texting, maybe texting lifer. That's another. That's nice. <laughs> texting lifer. I might change it to that. But the thing is, it, it, it that really makes me feel good. Like the, the, the thought. So when, when Emra said that to me, Hey man, I've been listening to this show since the beginning. I like, I, I know all the stuff you've done. I was like, Oh man, that is so nice. Like I really, it also means you can't that. bullshit people because they know you. I really appreciate <laughs> that. Like. The fact that somehow we have been interesting enough to listen to for 13 years worth of... Or they just haven't figured out how to delete podcasts from their <laughs> iPhone, one or the other. <laughs> like, damn, the, damn the, the unsubscribe doesn't work, and it comes up, and I'm kind of forced to listen. It, I mean, it's uh, sort of, it's like, uh, I mean, we, they know so much about us that we must seem like, fr like we, we are friends, basically. Well, it's really interesting. So I... um. I've met a lot of texting listeners because a number of them have signed their kids up to Math Academy. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, you know, sometimes we spend, sometimes we'll chat about it for a little bit. Other times not when they're like their wife jumps on or the kid jumps on, in which case it's not really, you know, that interesting for them to hear about that. But, you know, it's, uh, it is a, it's a funny experience because they obviously know almost everything about me and I know yeah. typically nothing about them. So I'm, I'm a bit <laughs> of a disadvantage and, uh, yeah, it's interesting. Oh, so, well, okay. So just finish up. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, um, I'm excited. I, I'm, I'm enjoying the Discord, um, thing. I'm, I'm glad you set it up. So that was cool. Good idea. Yeah. And it's fun. You, you know, you're you're talking about like Discord uh, or sort of uh, texting lifers. Where, where's Philip Monet? Ah, uh, it's really interesting. He just dropped off the maps at some point. I don't know where. Because he had where. the he created the texting wiki and all that stuff. I, I think I I I think that um, to the best the best of my understanding, I think that there was his his wife had um a, an illness, and I think that that might have just got quite serious. And um, mm -hmm. I don't know if he if he ever got, right. We know, should reach out to him. See how he's get doing. back into the fold. We, I think we well, have. met him briefly. Right, he came. He was yeah. in L.A. He came to my colby's yeah. baseball game we hung out there for that afternoon and then you guys went like he hung out you guys went to dinner or something I think. yeah yeah so yeah um mm. that, was, that was a while ago right because that was yeah like seven eight years ago um so but to go back to task flow because i want i want to i want to talk i want to talk some task flow i, well, can I, I, do, I, I go, okay what, what? we gotta talk more about who, who no i want to do i want to do task flow but i've got some lines of thought uh set up that i use task flow to to set up and i wonder if i if I go through them and you can just pick which ones are similar to like, cause I've got Fine, a feeling. Go that, ahead. Do whatever you want to do, man. Uh, okay. I've got, I've got six things. Well, okay. Okay. <laughs> so you just tell me which one you want to jump into. Okay. I deleted that one, everything. This one. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I deleted everything. That's okay. one. <laughs> and that was kind of annoying. Number two is we are very similar, but a train crash is coming. No, I think you need to put this in. I think you put the, the. I think we need to do this like, uh, like Jeopardy. These are our Jeopardy categories. Okay. Add, add everything in, in terms of a question. Okay. Please. We we are very similar about a lot of things, but a train crash is coming, and that 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 speaks to the fact that part of the reason why this podcast is good is because we're we're very similar up to a point, and then we disagree on everything. And then so another another one I have is we have different opinions about drag and drop. And, um, and then another one is, is, is this a new paradigm? I just wanted to discuss that with you as well. So any of those, I think, I think it's probably going to be. Well, I'll start by saying that I, I don't think we're very similar. We have a few similar interests, but we're not that similar. Okay. 
I, we have similar interests, but we think about the world quite differently. And we're very different types of people. So I think that probably that probably helps create some a little bit of the dynamic tension that we always, you know, if we'd agreed on everything, it'd be really boring. So the fact that we don't agree probably We helps. don't even agree that we're similar. We don't agree. Yeah, well, I remember you said, <laughs> this is like the first, when the, within the first five podcasts, you're like, and I mentioned something like that, how we tend to disagree. And you're like, well, maybe we should disagree on purpose. I'm like, nah, it's stupid. I got a fake disagree. Don't worry, we're going to disagree now. Um, okay, so um, was something about a train wreck? So, I don't understand what that. So, means. so essentially, the essentially the point is, is like it's it's dangerous to even consider anything you say about the direction of the task flow because we are ultimately we we want different tools here. Like mm-hmm. so, yeah. If I if I understand you correctly, I think that the tool that you want is something like uh, Google Docs with um, like really good navigation and ability to maybe no. add things as tasks no. or whatever. No. But the tool that I want is more like mind mapping. Like it's about it's all about the nodes and moving stuff around and no. all that. Kind I, of I, stuff. I, that's that's what I want too. Oh, okay. I don't want text, but but. So we um, do completely agree. We do disagree and agree. Okay, well, dis- we could disagree about disagreeing now. Okay, <laughs> uh, here's what I here's what I think. And and again, y- you know, you build whatever you want to build. I mean, you know, it's it's obviously it's your thing. I mean, whether I like it or not is immaterial. I mean, if you know, you at some point you're like, well, I want you to abuse it. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll tell you what I like. And if you just say, well, that's not what I want to build. Okay, that's fine. You know, you, you can't have it both ways. If you if if I'm either like your primary target. Or I'm not, and so then you just have to figure out what you want to do. But if what I want, what I would respond to in terms of a UI and functionality is something that would annoy you, and then you would end up just quit working on it because you don't even like it, then that'd be a bad idea. Um, but if yeah. I'm reflect, if I'm representative of a lot of people, and the things that you want are very idiosyncratic, and most people would care about it, then you could end up finding yourself with a very small user base. So it's kind of question is is Jason uh, representative or is he not? And is it close to what you want or is it way off in the field? But also sometimes it's small things. So for example, the drag and drop thing, like you've mentioned a few times, drag and drop should look like, should work like it works on these sites, which is like you, you drag stuff around and then as there's a ghost image. And then as you move it into a new space, it, it sort of shows you what it's going to look like in that new space by shuffling things around. And, uh, that's the, that's the, the typical way. And I, I don't like that. I mean, I really hate that. Yeah, the so, way you hate it, the way you have, I think, is terrible. I would never so, use it. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's like it's like I couldn't even tell. It was like broken. I couldn't tell where it was well, going to go. It was just no. Well, well, what we can agree on is that um, is that what I've got doesn't doesn't work right. So we can agree on that. So I so I get it. So basically, you you pick up the drag handle and you can't quite tell that you're moving something or not. But the way that I that I want it to work is basically the way that they do it on Workflowy, um, and so what they do on Workflowy is for every node they have a little a little dot insert kind spot. of like and, a, and an insert spot like a bullet point. So it just shows you the insert insert spot and then it just drops it there. That's mm-hmm. the, I don't want it to to move things around and I don't want to do a ghost image. I will, but what I might do why is, would you not do a ghost image? I mean, why don't you show that you even have it? It's, it feels <laughs> like it's not even responding to what you're doing. Well, what I might do is I might do a ghost image just for like, you know, 15 pixels and just sort of fade it out. 
that way. I think I think you're gonna I, I think you're gonna have a lot of people think it's broken. It's not working. Well, workflow is has three million people using it and it doesn't have a ghost image. Hmm. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Because there's other things there the things that I'm used to using with software seems to have work that way where it shows you a ghost image. Shows you so you can actually see that the thing is responding doing what you want. But Well, what I do think is that like for something like this that's very nitpicky and probably not not fun listening. Um I will make it work in a way that you will be not, I wouldn't say happy about, but it might, it, it, I don't think you'd stop using the software. But once, once I've got it working, I think that I'll do something that will make you, uh, you at least use the software and not give it up because of that weird thing. Mm -hmm. So, and I think probably I'll do that by doing ghost image for, for just the beginning. And the reason why I don't want a ghost image is because sometimes a block could be an entire page long. And that's going to be really annoying to be dragging like this entire screen around, you know, it's like, so I, what I, what I'll, I'll just find some way of saying, of making it really obvious that you're dragging something mm -hmm. basically. Right. Well, you know, uh, another similar navigate, uh, uh, you know, I don't know if this is Zach directly rated, but I was, before I forget about it, the, um, you were doing the command arrow to move up and down. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I was trying to think if like you really want to go if it's if it's a, it, it seems like you might only want to go down on the same level. You don't want to go in to another level. When you think about how you're actually using stuff, you're I'm 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 going down from one concept to another. I'm not going into it. I I wonder if that's the right choice. From just a like I understand you're just like, "Oh, he just goes up and goes down." It's like cuz when you're a text document, that's what happens, right? But when you're actually working on something, you don't go from topic A and I'm trying to get to B7. I'm usually kind of working in one little area. So I'm wondering if that's, if that's where you want that's it. What, well, I, so what, what we're talking about now is, so basically, again, for, for listeners, so basically it's sort of like a, it's what I'm building what, as, it's, as it's turning out. It's sort of like a mind map, but it's like more like an outliner. So it's sort of like an outliner slash mind map type of thing. And I'm making it really easy to move things around. <laughs> I make it really easy to like keep on adding stuff. You hit return, you can add liner. new nodes and you can, you can indent them. You can outdent them. You can move it up and down. And so we're talking about the, um, the, the moving things around. So first of all, I ha all the shortcut keys that I've come up with so far are just like placeholders for, for the way that is going to, going to ultimately work. I'll, I'll really think about what the shortcut keys should be. But right now, uh, when I first, when I first did this concept um it worked the way that you described so you you hold down command and you press the down arrow and it would basically only move you at the sibling level mm -hmm. and that that was it and then i started using it and dog fooding it and i found out oh crap that is really annoying is it <laughs> yeah yeah because there's so many times when i want to i want to actually move it down and, and you know what you should in, do in, in <laughs> I, I i know okay i'm going to suggest something that is a little contrarian because you know, like the, remember, like I think Rails starts like we have an opinions. We don't let you configure. You got to do it our way, you know. And if you mm. like it, great. If not, stick it. You know, what you could do, just like things like VS Code, which is another topic we'll talk about probably. Yeah, is have a configuration panel. It's like we want this to work the way, yeah, you like to work, right? And so you can have different sections because you, a lot of these things it just comes down to like a few parameters, a little bit of functionality. You're expanding to both. Just make this a a preferences thing and so well, you can have a bunch and right you don't have to have a ton of preferences first it's just like well there's three or four and these are jason's annoying things and i'll put jason's annoying things in there because 
it'll shut him up and maybe there's a few people on tag saying, but then it might grow and you might say, hey, we got all these sort of things. And then when people onboard, you go through a little wizard and say, hey, we like to work the way you do. And then it has like a little animation of the thing going up. Do you like this or this way? Oh, I like that way. Do you like this or do you like this way? You know, and that might be an interesting because well, I, this I, stuff is so personal because you're like, no, a, I, you know. I completely agree with that. But on, on what I want to say is about this one specific instance, when I then changed it to move, because I was annoyed that it wasn't, it was working at the sibling level. And then I changed it to, to, to move it to every node in between every mm -hmm. node. Then that became annoying. And essentially the reason, the reason is, is because what I realized is there are some times where you want to move siblings up and down. And there are other times where you want to do it in a really fine granular way. So I think the more likely scenario is going to be, it's just going to be different keys. Mm -hmm. So it'll be like command arrow up and down. We'll move it at a sibling level and option command arrow up and down. We'll move Why it. Why not just the arrow itself? Level. Well, because arrow moves the cursor up and down. Arrow moves the cursor from text box to text box. And you don't want to remove that. I see. Cause okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, okay. <laughs> so, so, and, and there's things like that, but, but for example, I'm glad that you said that because people do work with things in different ways and my understanding of how you some of the comments that you've given me make me think that you want one of these nodes to be sort of like a, a document you don't want to think and correct me if i'm wrong here but the way i've been thinking is if let's say i was doing a blog post i would want one of the nodes to be a title i would want one of the nodes to be a paragraph and then another one a paragraph then another one a subtitle and i'd want to move them all up and down and like uh use all the nodes to create the entire blog post but I had imagined that you might want just one node to, to have formatting that you could make a title. No, no, can... I don't. No, I don't want that. And not only that, I'm, I'm against this idea of formatting in general. I think that's a mistake. Mm. I don't think you should be formatting. I think you're getting, you're getting too... This is about information. This isn't about presentation. This is about... So I think, you know, I think getting into formatting, I think you're way in the weeds there i think that's way you, you what you want is you allow people to manage information in a flexible responsive structured way so what i was thinking about this morning i i, I don't know why i'm thinking about taskful and brushing my teeth but i was <laughs> i was like huh you know like maybe this is the way that, so i was thinking i think maybe maybe i wasn't brushing my teeth i was doing something maybe i was editing something i don't at some point earlier today, I was thinking about it. And one of the things I thought was, you know how like um, Markdown, it's it's like it, it allows you to add um, formatting to basic text. What you want to add is structure and functionality to basic text. So I was almost thinking, I was almost thinking that you could... This is probably not the right thing, but I was thinking it's like you could almost like if you're editing it in raw text form, you know how you put in like the dash or the star or the asterisk and it, it means different things formatting. That would mean different things in terms of like structuring the document, right? This has a structure to it. This is what this means. This is making, which then overlays the functionality on top of it. So you would kind of go into editing mode and viewing mode. I still, I don't think that's the right par paradigm. I was just sort of thinking about like this, you're, what, what you're doing is you're creating a a flexible way to create to add structure and functionality to information. So right now, and because so many tools have been built are so, I don't know, so frustrating. It's like people like me are just like, F it, 
I'm just going to text file. And that way I can do whatever the hell I want. Right? Just either you're either either went into coma or the, uh, there you go. You back? Lost you. Yeah. Lost you. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't want that. I, I want, I think it's, I think you're right in the terms of everything is a node. And a node is part of a, in a sense, a hierarchy or a list. I mean, a hierarchy is just a subset of a list or a list is a subset of a hierarchy, a hierarchy with no sub nodes, but in that when it belongs to a category, which can be a subcategory or whatever. I think that's right. And I also think you're, I always think it's right to probably forget the idea of tags. I think, I think I'm, I'm down with that. I think that that's a sort of a nice to have in a way. I was thinking like, you know what, Justin, say if you have, if you think of categories in the sense that things can come belong to multiple categories and you can still have a hierarchy, then if you build it in that way, then you can use it whenever you want that way, but you don't have to. And it kind of defaults to this structure, this, you know, you know, one to many, uh, many to one, you know, standard yeah, folder structure. Because if you're sharing it with someone else, you, what are you going to do? Share a tag? Like you want to share a project, you want to share, you want to share like a folder. In a way, it's sort of what like, it's it's sort of like the way that Dropbox works. You know, it's like on the left hand side you have yeah. the folder structure. Now, er, er, on the right hand look, side, I, the nodes are kind of the files within the folders or whatever. I, I get it. I get it. I mean, I, I think that that solves ninety nine percent of the problems. There's certain yeah. cases where you go, wow, you know, kind of cool if I had like infrastructure which was a part of multiple projects. Each pro you know, had several projects that infrastructure was like a sub-project. And I could just click on infrastructure and show all the infrastructure work that I have across multiple projects. So you can see that that kind of thing could be kind of useful. But um, I don't think that that's the common use case. And you got to be careful when you're building a tool of getting too down into some kind of weird corner case. You kind of want to get the primary cases working really well. So uh, I was just thinking that if you're going to build the data, the database tables around categories and you're going to make them hierarchical, might as well make them many to many. And even if the UI doesn't support many to many for a while, at least it's kind of built that way. And you can always kind of say, hey, you know, you can do it if you want later. But that that's all I was kind of, that's kind of more where I was leaning. And I think it came across like I wanted some kind of like 2003 ta delicious tagging mm -hmm. kind of yeah. stuff. That's not a flicker. That, that's not where I was going. I, I agree. Yeah. You need a hierarchy in, in our categories. Now you say project or document, those are all words for the same thing, right? Yeah, it's the yeah, same. I'm yeah. using category because um, not everything is a project, right? They're just right. lists and ideas and mm -hmm. some things they're... It's a file. It's a, it's, it's a document. It's a file. It's a category. Basically it's a thing. It's a, it's a container that has a bunch of nodes in and together they kind of make up like a, a single document, even though it's there. They're very fractured. Yeah. So, um, I was kind of thinking you, you should, you probably name it like something to do with nodes, like nodesy, you know, um, cause it's really about nodes being the primary concept the, that's the you primitive. See, so let, let, I just want to go back to you. Yes. Yes. I agree with you on that. Um, but so, but about this formatting thing, um, actually as I play with it, as I dog food it, I almost think it's more than just formatting. It 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 goes back to a little bit of the type concept that you had said. What 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 I think would be really useful, because like even in the list that I've made, it's annoying to me that like certain ones I do want them to be bolder or bigger. Like I want them 
because mm-hmm. it just just looking at everything the same the same mm-hmm. that's not doesn't look good in in any you know system like oh is you know this is the main category how do you know which is the main one just because of the indentation well, you should yeah so the, what you're saying is that the formatting is based on the thing and the level and stuff like that well well no i'm what i'm what i think the direction i think it's going to go in which is kind of against what you just said but this is what i think might be really good is to be able to do formatting at least on a block level but even more than that is to like is to think of it like legos so like a block can be a different kind of lego so one block might be a thumbnail container block you know so you can drag thumbnails into that another block might just be a regular picture block another block might be a video block um another block is a, is obviously a text paragraph block and so the ba- so the basic concept is text with nodes but actually to be really quite useful in all sorts of ways if you add these different block types it can add a whole new like just real functionality i think um yeah so, so everything's yeah, just so, a node and a node's have different types and you can build in lots yes. of standard types i agree well that's what i was saying from the first and Yes. Yeah. At one point, I, I think I misunderstood what you were saying. You're like, everything's a task. I'm like, okay. it Everything is not a task. Most no, things uh, are not a task. Yes. You know? It's, it's just that it's just that everything, if you want to, you you could essentially mark it as done. So everything, even though it's not a task, it, it could be just a done thing. So like you just sort of go, okay. I, in other words, put strike through through that, you know, make that, gray that thing out. Well, I think, I think really what that is is archived. And if a task yeah. is... Yeah. Uh, and if it's a task type, then you have kind of like a done thing. Um, or if it's not, you can just do a strike through like an archive or something like that. And what you could do <laughs> is you could say, well, for, for especially like task kind of things, like some people, and I've been one of these people at times, I like just having a list of all the things I did in the day just because I feel good about myself. Yeah, me too. me too. Other times I don't care. I'm just gone, right? Like I don't need the noise. Just go, go. You know, especially yeah. if it's not tasks, it's a list of other things, yeah. right? And you just want to eliminate them because it's visual noise. So what you could do is you could say, well, if it's a task or something that stays striked out through the rest of the day, otherwise, and then the next day it cho- it does it's gone. I mean, it's it's archived. Yeah. You can always get ar- you can always show show archived items. And your- I like that idea. Emra Emra said that as well in the in the in the Tesla channel. So basically, because I want that, I want as I go through a day. I want to see all the stuff, all the achievements I'm making and the stuff that I've done. I think that's cool. But one thing is, I don't want everything to have a checkbox, a check, no, like a checkbox no, to the left. No, that would be dumb. That would be, but you could do something like, if, if you think about this thing being Legos and each block having a type, you could have a block type that was set, a, a container. So it, just like with thumbnail, like a, like a picture a special, container. It has, has a thumbnail. special structure to it. It has a special... Has a t- so you could have a task container. So you could say, okay, I'm going to make this thing a task container. So therefore, anything underneath it is going to have a checkbox. Mm-hmm. You know? And then what you could... Yeah. And then you could... And then basically, at, at the level of that thing, it could it could sort of do a smart thing and say, you know, zero of four done or or one of four yeah. done. So yeah. as you check things off, you're moving towards completing this full, mm-hmm. this container. Yeah, then you have some intelligence to it. You have sort of a smart document, is essentially. So you have a... That's what, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think that's kind of what I was saying, you know, whatever, a couple of weeks ago, which is just, you're layering on intelligence and structure. And the more structure you have, the easier it is to provide intelligence. 
Okay, when you don't know yeah. what things are, when things are unstructured, you have to use like machine learning to get any, you know, in theory to figure out what the hell it is. But if you have heavy duty like this is, then the then the then the intelligence is easy to add. It's just really basic logic, you know, and you have some like some heuristics to help kind of make it behave sort of like how you might. And then it's easy to to configure too. If you go, well, if you like the immediate versus the delayed archive on task items, that's in the preferences panel. You know, you can just do all that kind of stuff. I'm glad you you said that because one of the things that I did at the beginning um, was to just really focus on building this node traversal library. Mm -hmm. So basically, but what what I can do is I can shove an any element from the document, what like whether it be the text area, whether it be the drag handle, whatever. I shove I've shoved that into a library called uh, DOM node, mm -hmm. and basically, it it this is an object oriented thing, and what it will do is it will find the closest the closest uh, dot node div container which is the full node that full mm -hmm. node and so basically i can just shove anything in and then i can say okay what is the parent what is the top parent what's the first child mm -hmm. what's the next sibling you know um what is the previous node in the tree that library was the first thing that i did and it's been incredibly powerful and useful like it just means it just makes it so easy to do this kind of stuff like moving nodes around the place, you know, select, you know, moving the, the cursor around the place, all that kind of stuff. So to speak to what you just said, yes, once structure's there, once, once it understands structure, it makes life much, much easier. Yeah. And the other thing too is some of these items have more than one field in it too. Like it does, not everything is just one thing. So if you had a, let's say you had a list of names, people on a first name and a last name. And maybe, a, I don't know, a, a f email address or something. There's three fields. Like you could have, so they're different. You're thinking like a table? No. Well, I, I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, you. It, it's, everything has its own, everything is of a type. Like the default type is just like text or just a task text. or just something basic, a picture. Like you have, you could do the really basic ones. But if you make it flexible enough, a node has different types, which means it has different field so then you can you can when they enter it it immediately goes into like a little mini form if they let's say if it's a person right you click on it and it could it could read text if you're just typing in and it goes oh you know it's a this is a this is a person if it's a person node then it automatically is is in the format of um on the person a name, nodes. a first name a picture and, and whatever you wanted you could customize it if you want but you could kind of default to some basic things and say hey well here's things that are available for the person node or contact node and I, like maybe if you like list of books, it's like okay, I want the book name and I want a year or and it has a URL to it, and I want to show the picture of the book, a little picture of it. But I mean, you could you could see lots of different uses, but I mean, and I'm not even sure what your most common things are, but things like um, I mean, there's obviously tasks are a very common one, and text is very common. But if someone just says, hey, you know, let's say if someone who does a lot of system and is like, I got I got like 40 servers I got to manage, and they have to have all yeah. the data to the servers. And they might say, well, I have like the, the, the IP address and I have the kind of the login info for it. And I have like the version of the operating system I have installed and I have kind of the, 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 um, what role it is, what it's doing. This is a backup server. This is a processing thing. This is the, so you have like, so this would be the kind of thing. It's like, I, they have this, all these different types of data. So it's an information management you know, it's just not raw text. And then we can format it kind of nicely. So then what you could do, and I'm saying you don't do this for, you start with a few basic ones, but people can go in and say, okay, well, I want to create a custom one and a custom one. And all this gets stored is just, is just JSON, right? 
and they could have kind yeah. of like a f custom schema yeah. for a node. And so someone who's like, hey, yeah, you know, like I'm a, I'm a DevOps guy, so I do like coding and stuff, but I also have all these servers all over the place and I got to manage them and I don't really have a good place to keep them, but I have some, but it's nice to go in but and I mean, say, oh, then, I have these five fields and it makes it really easy. I mean, then you're only, a hop, like this is, I've been thinking along these same lines, you're only a hop, skip and a jump away from like adding a little button, <laughs> you know, like ping server, you know, yeah, like yeah, functionality doing on top things of it. with that information. Yeah, functionality. You know? So, I, so yeah, like, so I, so yeah, and, 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 but you have a hierarchy and you, you know, you can create like a, I mean, I think you're, you're building the print, the right primitives. If you get the right primitives and make them flexible enough, then the system can allow lots of people to use it in lots of ways that you didn't imagine. And, but do you think, you know, another thing that I've been thinking along the lines of is maybe I, I get this to the point where where basically it can be a marketplace. People can build their own block types. You could, you know, like you could, you, you, you just allow, like, but I wouldn't get, I wouldn't get, I wouldn't, I wouldn't allow yourself to spend the whole time thinking about stuff like that. Don't get carried away. Yeah. But I would just okay. say, but just the part, like, let's focus on the primitives and say, okay, here's what we do know. We know that you get 10 people are going to use it in 10 different ways. Yeah. And some people are going to have three levels of hierarchy. Some people are going to have one. People are going to do all tasks. Some people are going to have five different phases. Some people, because, and the more flexible it is, the more people are like, ooh, this is neat. Oh, this is, oh, I could do it this way. Everything else, everything else loves me to do that. It's what's so annoying. Um, so I think if you created that, that kind of, um, just a, you know, a, a smart information manager, a flexible information yeah. manager. And um, so that's why I would call you something like task flow. That's why I was thinking it's called something, I mean, jokingly call it nodesy or something, something kind of cute and, and kind of, it's just, you know, everything's a node, right? So whatever you want to do. <laughs> Nodesy. Nodesy. No, Nodesy is... <laughs> Nodesy Whatever. is almost... It's almost like Texing as a name. You think it's Nodesy. that bad? Nothing's I'm that just bad. Trying to, Nothing is that I'm bad. I'm just trying to... The, the thing that you've really hit on there was something else that I was thinking about, and this is what I wanted to bring up with you, is what's cool about that is, like, it's it sh it's, shows that it's a different... It's a new paradigm. It's a different way of working. So like, you know, even just in marketing messaging and the way that you speak to people about it, this isn't just a, a task system. This isn't just a to-do app. You know, in fact, this isn't a text app. This is kind of a new way of thinking about working with information. You know, this is a new, a new concept. This is, this is like, this is like text files meets nodes meets blocks. Yeah. Well, meet, you break you know. things down into a, a, a primitive <laughs> of a node and nodes and a hierarchy and they belong to cut and they can be of different types. And the types can have a custom formatting to it, and you can extend a type or or create new types because it's just JSON, and maybe and ultimately end up having like a, you know, like a a little editor or something, and they can go in and design if you want. That's later down the road. Yeah, but I, lived but I think yeah. that um, I think that would if you pulled it off, it was executed well. It could be extremely useful for a lot of people because um, it would be so, you know, it'd be so easy to use. It would be so accessible. But yet, so extensible at the same time, it can mm -hmm. be kind of mm -hmm. any anything to anybody needs it to be. It's kind of clay, but um, yeah, that leads to another another topic, which is I am not a fan of the local data thing. I think that's a mistake. I think what you want to do is you want to save the data on a server. You don't have to charge for an individual account, or you can do some kind of freemium. You can have some kind of limited thing where they get so many projects or what are so many cat, you know, whatever you want to do, or you could make it free for individual users. But if 
you people you people want to work together and share because then people will pay for it. Then you can pay, then you can charge, and you could spend the first you know year or whatever just really building out the individual functionality. You can layer in the 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 you can build the the some of the substrate for well people will be able to work together. Maybe don't get too caught up in that because I know you you know there's different sort of um, there's different things that make that hard, but there's a lot of libraries and stuff now that kind of support that kind of stuff on the server. So it may not be as, may, a lot of that may be a lot easier than it was 10, 15 years ago. But I think that's where you can definitely charge, really easily charge money. Um, whereas individuals may not, may, are, 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 it's harder to get people to pay for, pay for stuff like that. I mean, they will, but it's just harder. But I think the kind of thing like TiddlyWiki or whatever they were talking about, that kind of stuff, it's like selling to kind of developers. You can kind of host your, all that kind of stuff. Those people are, don't want to pay for stuff. You know, those are just like the worst customers. I mean, they might be nice people, but they're terrible customers. Developers are, because developers are like, oh, I'll just build my own or I'll just host it myself. Or it's open source this or open source that. So they're like, all right, good, go ahead. But I don't think you really want to... Um, I don't really think you want to, th I, I just don't think it's a mistake to think in terms of that. And I don't think, I mean, this stuff is pretty lightweight. I mean, the server side process and stuff is like really light and servers are fast. So you're like, I don't know if I got millions of people. Like, you're not going to have millions of people. Like that is not a real problem. What you're going to have are hopefully thousands of people, hundreds of which are paying. And then eventually you have tens of thousands of people. Hopefully thousands are paying. You're in really good shape making money. It's still for, for a well-built server backend is not going to be required well, with server-side processing. Yeah, so I'm, I'm glad you bring that up. So that speaks to another thing that I want to talk about. So we were going from last week, uh, last time we spoke, we were going with this local data idea. So I've been using uh, IndexedDB and using this thing called Dexy um, to work with it. Now I want to say it is, even if I do do server-backed, I, I still think that should be involved because it's incredibly fast working with data in that way. So it's almost like maybe there should just be a local layer um, working at a sort of local cache. Because, you know, we uh, even in the Math Academy channel, you, you know, we, we d something we said is, um, or someone said, you know, you could just get faster by moving data closer to the person. Mm -hmm. Well, when the data, well, you know, when the data you're operating on is in the client, it's, it's insanely fast. Like, it's just so good. So I might do that. But anyway... Initially, I was thinking of just doing that, and I worked that way. <laughs> I worked that way for like three days, and I had loads of information in there. And a modern teacher problem came up. It was like the usual thing, and I had to go in and like clear cookies for modern teacher to just prove that it worked. And I went back to task flow. It's gone. And it just a spinning yeah. dot. Yeah. I'm like where's my f where did all that shit go i like that three days worth of ideas and thoughts disappeared basically you just clear cookies and you've lost everything so yeah and, so and, and, and somebody had said <laughs> yeah oh well, you just gotta <laughs> warn them and stuff it's like people don't read and then no. they're not gonna read and then they're still gonna blame you that's and a, gonna be really mad that's gonna be a really bad experience i mean that like I can't imagine anything pissing someone off more than that. Like, I'm glad that you're, happened like, to me. Like, let me get this straight. You're an information manager, but you lost my information. <laughs> I mean, you're like I a bank, but you lost my money. <laughs> like, I, I don't, I don't get, it. I don't get. It. Is this a joke? I mean, it's like I'm glad it happened to me in the first three days. Like, because because here's the thing. Here's the thing, Jason. 
that was a fluke because I haven't cleared my cash for a year. The universe is telling just, you something. They're like, let's I teach, just let's teach JV a lesson. <laughs> let's teach JV. Jason, JV needs a lesson, and we're just going to teach them right now. Just Holy crap. I, I would have just gone ahead and used this thing for six months and thought everything was working great, and then I would never have considered Clear Cookies is going to delete all the data. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that you're was not really thinking good. that I don't know what else is I guarantee <laughs> yeah. so yeah especially yeah. non really non-technical people might using it so so at a, at a minimum it it needs to be that but again what I'm saying is like for example for search I'll tell you this loading everything into uh, index DB even if you're serving it from the server so the server serves serves up all the data then it's served into IndexedDB, then the search is happening on every keystroke in IndexedDB, that is going to be shit hot. That is going to be so instant, looking through all the data like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. So um, that I will definitely do. Then, you know, another thing that could be done is that stuff could be put into... You see, what's cool What's cool about working with Dexy and IndexedDB uh, on, a, on the local level is it, it forces you and makes you think about things in terms of NoSQL. And so if you're working with things in terms of NoSQL, then that means that on the server, you don't really need SQL, you know? Yeah, I mean, you can just, just work with NoSQL. You can work, work that way, which is really fast, insanely fast. So you can work locally like that. You can work on the server like that, and it can just be generally really good. Um, but yeah, if you do ever do have to move into this situation where a team of people are uh, changing it all at the same time, that adds, you know, a whole bunch of complexity to that whole scenario. Yeah, I like I said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like focus on that now. But you just want to be thinking about that for the future. That you're ma- not doing anything that's going to make that really hard later. And if you can kind of be thinking about it and keeping your eye on that, you'll eventually go. Okay, if you write the code pretty cleanly, like, and, and, and you'll be able to figure out a way how to do that. I mean, there's there's libraries that probably facilitate this at this point. I mean, even being server-based isn't a problem in terms of speed when you think about it, because it it's not like it has to render pages drawn from the server. Yeah, that's why we were saying this. It, I'm it, like, I don't even know. It's just, ta- I was like, what is he even talking it's about? It's just input. It's just data input, essentially. It's just it's just yeah, these are these are know, like loading from the server the first time, but the rest of it's data input and creating stuff in you know. Yeah, so. these are like no ops, man. I mean, there's nothing. So yeah, I, I just I I think you're trying to like not save the server i think you're so, you're putting the wrong constraint solving the wrong problem for the wrong reason just save it on the server because really what's going to happen is anybody who's using this as an information thing they're going to eventually want an app they're going to want to, be able to use this on their phone as well as on the computer yeah right i mean it's just a given i mean that this is our you know mm, we, we yeah, walk around our mobile information so it's like i can't see into my information i put all this stuff in and i can't get to it it's going to have to have a mobile layer. It's yeah. going to have to have a way of, of like, so, so basically you've got your, and I think that's the second pass. So the first yeah. pass is the de- the desktop experience. Then the second pass is getting, getting at the information and, and obviously you can't edit it as well, but you, you can do a lot. You yeah. Can you can't, you can't edit as well. And it's not a primary, it's not, you're, you're not working on your phone, but you're accessing it on the phone. You're referencing it when you need to, you have it when you need it, you know? How would you spell nodesy? Nodes with a nodes with a Y. So N O D E S Y. Maybe. Why does it bring a smile to your face? Because it sounds silly. <laughs> but it's good, silly. It's nodesy. It sounds cute. Yeah, he's, he's so nodesy. would you? Would you? 
Like, so you wouldn't be turned off by a product called no. Nodesy? No. 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 Nodesy. People are like, oh, well, just use Nodesy. It's cool. It's cute. It's a good name. I like it. I'd right. use it. I'll get it. I'll get it. Should, should I? What do you? What do you like? A, so Nodesy.com is like a premium at three thousand. So I'm not going to do that. But um, what do you like? Like a, a, an AI or a, an IO or a co a, a dot co? I don't like the CEO what do you think? stuff. I, I don't know as much. But yeah. do you like a dot IO? Nodesy.io? Like, those are like kind of expensive. Like a hundred bucks or something. No, no, a uh, thirty-six bucks. Yeah, get Nodesy.io and maybe think about um, Nodesy.com if if you start getting a little traction. You know, if you start, Nodesy. maybe if you get, if you get like a hundred users who say they love it, then you buy the .com. Now I've got, I can go even cheaper. I can do a Nodesy.pro for, I think you do Nodesy.biz. You're a big .biz guy. <laughs> that was my fa- it was like one of my all time favorite episode names, Justin.biz. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. You've made it very clear that you enjoy that name. Dot biz. You're like, it's gonna be huge. People are everyone's gonna be dot biz. Like, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It is dot io is probably I'd go with dot io to start. I think that's a, dot I think that's a good All one. right, I'll get dot io. I'll get it before we release this episode. Okay. And then it'll be maybe, maybe. cool. Uh was there anything else? I mean, I know we've been going on about it, but I think I don't, don't think it's too bad. I think it's fun. Um that's good. I'm I'm actually well, let's really... move on to JV Musings. <laughs> I, I just want to say I'm really surprised that you bought, that you agree with the node concept. I'm re- I didn't realize that was I didn't realize you were there with me. I thought yeah, I, don't know what I you thought were you were at like yeah. I thought you were at just uh, the impression I got was oh I just I just want to do documents. No, like, I don't know why. I never used that document for. I never even used that term. Not even <laughs> once. Okay. I, All you right. know, I'm like okay, category hierarchy of categories. What and what do you mean JV musing? There, what are you going to talk about now? I'm saying you. I said I'm sure you got some musings. So let's move on to JV musings. Wait, no, 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 no. We've we've done. Let's let's please let's hear about the world of Jason Roberts. Now. Oh, what do you want to know? Uh, obviously, what is the latest with Math Academy? Where are we going? When are you going to be releasing it? <laughs> um, when when no more to the point. When is Sandy going to force you to release it? Oh well, no, I mean, we we. The the next big thing will be at the end of the summer, okay, for school year. Um, that, mm. um, but there are some major UI things going on now, so there is a really big change about to happen, which is um, with now. I I think I told you just to, just to sort of make sure everybody knows what I'm talking about. So the way the system works is that students are part of a course. Algebra one, calculus, whatever, right? And you, as you progress, you get a certain amount of experience points every single, or XP every time you complete a task, our learning task, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And it can be quizzes or reviews or lessons or multi-part problem or whatever. And the better you do, the more XP you get. Okay. So the problem was, and what I did to start is I tied their belt level. So if you're a black belt, in Algebra 1, then you've basically mastered Algebra 1. Mm-hmm. And that made sense at first because, you know, you're just at one course at a time. Like, you get a grade at a course, your progress at a course. But what, what, what students found annoying was that when they would complete a course, they'd go back to being a white belt. 
right? Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. And then, and they yeah. lose all their XP because their XP was just really, <laughs> their, their belt was based on their XP. <laughs> and so the XP was tied to the course. And so their XP kept getting reset to zero. It's like an, on a TV show, having a monster of a week versus like the grand arc. Yeah. I mean, you just, you get vested in something and you earn something and then it just goes away. It just, I think, um, you know, I had these thoughts <laughs> that there could be this overarching thing, but it was just too many complexities about it. And I just like, I, you know, and part of the thing was, it was like, you have people coming in to a course and some kids are ahead. They already know some of the stuff. Mm -hmm. And some kids are way behind. And so if you're kind of looking overall, then it's like, or the kids ahead, just not going to do any work for a few months because they don't have to, or the kids behind going to feel like it's impossible to catch up. You get in this situation where you might have a lot of uh, incentive structure set up in a way that you have a lot of kids being really demoralized or unmotivated for various reasons. And this is, this is particularly in the school system. Okay. Um, so, but then I realized after some kids were finishing courses throughout the year, we had a bunch of kids who were just motoring through courses. And then I'd, I'd email our mom or dad and I'd say, Hey, so, you know, Julia has just finished, you know, integrated math one, two, I move her up. Okay. Just so you know, let her know her XP mm. is going to set to zero. She's back to a white belt. We're going to change it. I have to find this. We're going to change it. We'll just let her know. It hasn't disappeared. We're going to see it. <laughs> and they're like, okay. Yeah. She's not happy about that. But, you know, and I, I, Send a number of those emails. I'm like, oh, we got to change this. I mean, we're literally punching our students in the face. They yeah. do not like that. Yeah, and that's that, a bad. We just, I think we discussed this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I told Justin, I mean, not you. So Justin's guy said, I work with on this. I said, all right, Justin, we got to, we got to fix this. And I said, all right, we need to come up with an overall belt structure that covers everything. So you're like in fourth or fifth grade math, you're a white belt. You're in calculus. You're mm -hmm. like a green belt or blue belt. You know, you're. So there's this huge thing that you could shoot for, this arc that covers years. And yeah. so then we said, right, so would you finish all of undergraduate math, like all of it, you're like a ninth degree black belt or whatever, right? And so then it was like, okay, so we have to kind of map out how many, how many percentage and what percentage of the course are you with different belts. And, but then talking about it in terms of percentages sound really like unclear. So well, what, when am I a purple belt third degree? Well, you're at 72.17%. I mean, like this is horrible. Yeah. Uh, and I said, we need something more concrete. And so, so we're going to come up with is we're going to do something called mastery points. So we have XP and we have MP. So XP are experience mm. points, which basically measures how much work you've put in. Okay. You get an experience point for one experience point for every productive minute. So you get rewarded for that. You get acknowledged for that. You have a daily XP goal. You can win like, and I'll get into this. You can win league stuff every week. This is stuff that the teachers can look at. And parents can look at and say, okay, yeah, you, you, you know, you have to do at least this much solid work. MP isn't always related to work. Like you do well in a quiz. A quiz is worth a lot of MP, but a quiz is only 15 minutes because it's covering lots of different topics. Mm, important. Yeah. So you can see they're not the same thing. Sometimes they're similar, but a lot of times they're different. And a lot, some tasks are very time-consuming and painful. And if you say, well, yeah, congratulations, you get one MP, they're going to be like, what? I just spent 30 minutes on these stupid word problems, right? Like, it's really frustrating, right? You know, so they're going to avoid anything that has, takes a long time or seems like it'll be painful and only get a little MP for. <laughs> but if you have these two things, then they can get MP for things like quizzes and stuff that are going to, which is what's going to give their mastery points, which is going to rank up increase their rank over time, right? Or they can do XP, 
which is going to be, oh, my daily goal, and this is going to win, the, and then I can win the, the league, the leaderboard stuff, and all that. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Mastery is a good, a good term. Um, I was just thinking about um, the, prof the professional learning that we do, and we have literacy and fluency um, is, the way that they, is the way that they think about it in the education mm -hmm. system. And I believe that mastery is also one of the mm -hmm. one of the things yeah. that they, well, it's like a, a parlance. Yeah, because mastery is about how, how how much have you mastered, right? What are points? Yeah. Like what's really what's what in so you know, yeah. Um so you want the kids XP, to be thinking like MP. I want to get to be a red belt, right? That's my goal. Like I only need fifty more MP, right? Like I'm I'm going after MP. But at the same time, like I want to win the league. Like, oh, I get MP and XP for this, right? There's like kind of multiple things you're optimizing for. It's like, well, I gotta get my daily XP or my mom's going to get mad at me or are going to win the league or whatever. It's motivating that. But then they're also looking at MP because they want to get a higher and higher belt. So are you having two classes of, of badges, of icons? Yeah. So what I think I'm going to do, so what I told Justin, I said, so XP tends to go between like four and like 15, you know, because certain tasks at the low end might take four or five minutes and the high end, it might take 15 really big ones might take 20 minutes, but usually they're around seven to 12 kind of range right mp will be between like one and five or zero and five like half an mp and so what i'm thinking about making those just icons because you're typically like one to two mp for a class so you get like two of these icons or one like kind of like when you're like angry birds or one of these things you get like two feathers or three pearls or versus, you know you have your xp and then you have this other thing but we might represent in terms of icons instead of a number it's like i got three jewels i got 20 xp and then i plus i got three jewels you see how that works? I I do. It re it really begs um, to like those those things unlocking features <laughs> or unlocking yeah games or badges yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally, totally. So yeah, but this is the sort of the baseline before we get to the to the you know once you the which, full on gamification. What's that? More on game the full like on you gamification. You get more powers and more things. Yeah, but we had to yeah. have a new variable that measured this other thing, which is your overall mastery. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so I, I, you know, we were talking about it and I came up with this idea for mastery points and let's make it this different thing and we'll represent it, we'll probably represent it in some kind of icon or something. And, and then it makes the experience a little richer. And I was talking to Colby about that and I was talking to Sandy and, you know, cause Sandy plays all the casual games. She plays like Angry Birds and Candy Crush and all those things. And Colby plays of course, <laughs> apex and valorant and all those things and they all have multiple types of currencies and things yeah. you know and it's, course, it's, fine. Yeah. it's not like it's too confusing oh my god there's two it's like no you got your feathers and your pearls and your xp and this and that and it's like you're trying to ma and so it makes it more fun um and uh the other thing i wanted to do was to create so we had the leaderboard concept and the leaderboard concept I came up with initially was really very, very basic. I said, every course has a leaderboard. So everybody in, you know, calculus is on the same leaderboard. Okay, that quickly becomes dumb because then people join like a month or two or three later. Like, how am I going to catch up? Right? Mm, yeah. Or the people who are way ahead. It's like this one kid has like 15,000 XP. Like, I mean, I can't even, it's not fun for them. They're iced out, right? So... Yeah. I'm going to have a league, uh, whatever league you're in, you, you can win, you can be promoted or relegated every week. And so it'll be like iron, bronze, silver, gold, platinum, diamond, whatever. And then you can get promoted or relegated at the end of every week based on how much XP you get. 
So you're kind of competing to get in higher leagues on XP, but at the same time, you're trying to accumulate MP to increase your, your belt, right? Because you, you say, I'm still an orange belt. Everybody's a green belt. Like, I need to get my green belt or whatever. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So on, on Roblox, the way that they do that is um, they have leaderboards. They have all-time all leaderboards, mm -hmm. but then they have server leaderboards. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you're playing, it's like, how much of people uh, earned? Who's the, who's the winner of the leaderboard for today? Mm -hmm. And every day it rolls over on the server. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's different so, ways it can... can combine yeah. this information you could have like a hall of fame for like all the black belts or something you go well, i want to get in the black belts and you can i'm going to have something that kind of shows like what do the belts mean so there's a so white through orange is beginner and green through purple is intermediate and red through red and brown are advanced and black is and and, and is expert or something like that so like oh i want to be an expert i want to be advanced right and kind of show the kinds of topics and things you'll know at those levels right so yeah. you'll, you know, if you're a blue belt, you'll know single variable calculus, you'll know this. If you're a red belt and you know linear algebra and multivariable, you know, and so they kind of can see and there's some sense of it. Because I was trying to think when you go to like a, I remember when Colby took Kempo Karate when he was a really, when he's really young, he's like second grade or whatever it was, third grade. And, um, and they'd have the belt and they'd have kind of a list of the kind of skills that you had to master to get to the belt, which was kind of mm -hmm. cool. So you kind of see like, well, what, what are they going to do? All oh, they'll be able to do a roundhouse kick or they'll be able to do a this or that. So we're going to kind of do that kind of a thing as well. Um, that makes a lot of sense. So that is the big thing that I'm trying to roll. So Justin has been working his ass off for the past week and a probably almost going on a little over a week now on, um, week and a half on this, uh, to, to really, cause I go through, I'm like, all right, here's how it needs to work. And this and this and this go. He's like, okay, <laughs> you know, I jokingly refer to it as differentiation by imagination. I'm like, oh, it should kind of work like it should, it should all just kind of work out. And it was like easy for you to say, right? You just wave your hands in the air and like all the math is supposed to just kind of work out. And, you know, luckily it, it does to, I mean, it, it, gener it generally does because I, I generally have a good, pretty good sense of like how mathematically these things should work as a, yeah, but Justin is exceptionally talented mathematically so he can he can always make it work and so and i was talking to him a couple of days ago and you know i was just getting an update we because he's he's um not here for the summer and i was <laughs> like so we just we're doing a checkup and he's like yeah i was like how'd it go he's like yeah it's just all filled together beautifully it is so perfect We've, and it turns out like to get to the top of the ladder to like a ninth grade black belt is 10,000 MP. Like, talk about a perfect round number. I'm like, well, I can really come up to this. Yeah, it just <laughs> worked. Nice. I'm like, That's just, very nice. And one P is equivalent of like two repetitions or something. So one person's like half of an MP. Like, it's so nat, just all falls together. And, and it just, That's perfect. Yeah, just everything just worked. And so then, of course, we had to write all this code to, or he, he had to write this code that goes back and like backfills <laughs> everybody's MP for everything they've done. But the, one of the beautiful things about this is allows us to art, really articulate decay, MP decay. So your mastery decays when you don't do stuff. Mm. You take a week off, yeah. might not lose on two or three weeks, you start, it starts getting, it starts fading, right? Mm -hmm. And I was reading, I was talking to Chloe about that. He's like, yeah, they have an Apex and Overwatch and stuff. They have something called SR decay, skill rank decay, you know, mm -hmm. and oh, some of okay. them are like you decay every day. So you got to play every day to at least overcome the, 
that that decay that I think Overwatch had it and they took it out. Then people complain they want it back or whatever. But it's it's a thing, right? Because people understand, like you know, if you're like a you know a diamond league or a master, whatever the thing is, if you don't do it for three months, you're not you're not really that rank anymore. Yeah, you got to you got to keep and it. People up. would get pissed because people would take it off time. They'd have this high rank. They'd get in. They join up with this group because of level, and then they would suck. And all the teammates would be like, "What the hell? This guy sucks. He's supposed to be this level." And so, <laughs> anyway. It's an important thing for us because we want people to continue, we want kids or students to continue working, doing math. They don't have mm. to work at the same pace, but it's like, it's like, you know, if you're working out all year, all year, you can't just take the summer off and expect to be the same place. You say, look, you know, you put on, you lost 15 pounds of fat, you put on <laughs> five pounds of muscle, great, good job, and you're going to do what this summer? Like, I'm going to do nothing. Like, nothing for three months. <laughs> and like, you're going to lose, you're not going to be in very good shape. But like, well, how bad a shape? Actually, I'll show you a picture. <laughs> you know, how about yeah. two days a week for 30 minutes and you can keep 90% of it, right? So, so we can have something that, that emails and say, you've lost, you're about to lose 10 MP. You're, here's a picture of your That's graph nice. and they have like an animation. And so it kind of shows to prevent that, here's all you got to do. So we can start talking about that. We can have notifications and visualizations. We can create incentives around that. Does that work for like, for adults as well, like, you know, someone like Mark or whatever, who's do doing the machine learning type stuff. I would imagine anybody who is, anybody who's put in work to gaining something is going to want to know how much they're going to lose by not doing anything. But, but, but misleading them into believe some fantasy that because they've learned something, they're always going to remember it by not using it is not good, right? Yeah. You will lose it. You speak a foreign language, they'll speak it for a year. Guess what? Don't Good use gym, it. You lose, you lose it. it. That's just how the human, our physiology yeah. brain works. And, but if you don't, people don't think about it all this time. People like to believe in fantasies. They like to believe they don't have to do any work. And I just learned, I learned it and never always remember. It's like, nope, nope, nope. This is not how it works. And if you want, and the thing is, if you're looking at this as the, as the arc of learning over a period of years, you're like, limit the fallback so we can keep making progress but if we, we have to spend if you spend all summer doing nothing and now you spend the next two months of next year just catching up everything you lost you know now our system is really good in terms of building in the long-term retention because we do the space repetition so there's not as much decay as there would be under normal circumstances and in fact justin was running the numbers he's like yeah they're only gonna decay this much i'm like uh that's not good because it's not gonna scare you <laughs> <laughs> he can just take off. He's like, yeah, yeah. well, I'm like, well, we'll know for sure after the summer we can we run diagnostics on people. And we can actually see it matches up with our model. But our model, because of their space repetition inherent in our system, it, it it's much, much stickier than a normal, normal case. Um, vastly stickier. But you still don't want, you just want to say, look, you know, just, just to prevent any loss. In fact, it'd be better to do a little <laughs> bit so we can even gain some. You know, like we can keep gaining. You're not going to, like, introduce artificial, uh, like, you know, we, we won't do quite so much. Tell them stories about the boogeyman just to scare the kids to keep them <laughs> on the straight and narrow. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, we're I'm, I'm not going to do that. But um, okay. anyway, so that's been the big thing, and the and the thing I've been kind of working on. Before I do that, I'm like, okay, well, I have to have some way of informing the kids that this is what's happening. Like, hey, your belt is this. This is a new belt. This is what it represents. Right? It's not. You're no longer a third degree black belt in integrated math two. You are a first degree green belt. You know, it's like, <laughs> the hell happened? 
That's not cool. It's like, no, no. As you've said many times, people hate losing yeah, things. But you're like, this is your overall. Now this is compared to yeah. everything. So you have to be able to yeah. explain that. So when you have a <laughs> 12, 13, 14-year-old kid log in, they don't have, a lot of them don't have emails. So they has to be like a notification. So I had I'm yeah, building yeah. I had to build a notification system that says, okay, if they've not seen it. It shows them this, and then you know, once they've seen it, it kind of confirms that they have notifications. Yeah. So I have to, so I kind of built this like kind of flexible notification system that could be like a wizard if you want it, like multiple steps. It could show up in different parts of the screen if they haven't seen it or have seen all that kind of stuff. So that's that's, I realized I had to build that first because otherwise everyone's going to be like, what, what is going on? And belts <laughs> and leaderboards and league, everything's going to be different. Because because I can email the parents, but I guarantee you, parents aren't yeah. going to understand it necessarily because they're not going to want to read that close they're like yeah. tweet, what? they're not going to care about it and then they're not going to yeah, explain it way. and the kid's going to be like what's yeah. going on it's like oh i think i saw some email yeah. stuff stuff changed they're like well what you know <laughs> yeah right so they're going to be mad about yeah it. so um, yeah but i needed to build that in anyway i mean you need a good notification system so whenever you change ui elements introduce new features i mean you know we see it in every good app but i mean yeah you discord do. has them i was like i was taking screenshots of different things like in google docs had some nice ones and and Discord had some. I'm like, ooh, that's a that's a cool feature. So I was kind of like, how do I, what do I want this thing to do? Did you do the? Well, I know you did do it, but last time we spoke, that um, there was some feedback from Mark about the speed of the app, and I know you've done some work. Yeah, on that, yeah. No, we fixed to... that for so. Oh, so what we did is God, that was the previous episode that we yeah that. So what we were doing before is every single time a student would complete a task, we would delete all the tasks they hadn't started and regenerate all the, the, the t tasks. We'll find what are the most optimal tasks for the student to work on? Which had a couple of downsides. One, the, this, the student could end up sitting there waiting for, you know, five, 10 seconds for their task to regenerate. Which is, I think for the kids, the kids never complained about it because kids are always looking for a reason to do nothing. Because they're just, they're looking at their phone yeah, or something. Yeah, they're like, I don't what, care. They're, they're, they're all I have watching YouTube. That's why they never mentioned they it. <laughs> well, Mark, you get adult. Mark is like, dude, I'm, I'm business, man. I'm trying to make stuff happen. Like, I don't got time. Like, let's go. Let's go. And it's funny because there are two, my two adult, well, I have more than two, but the two texting adult listeners who, who were using it, James Jensen and Mark, both complained about it early off. They're like, dude, like, you got to make this fast. This is frustrating waiting on this. I'm like, really? Mm. Is it that big a deal? And there, it was, it was really, it was, I mean, I remembered, I wrote it down. I'm like, okay, I guess we got to consider that. And um, anyway, and, but what the kids found frustrating is that they would see some tasks that they also want to do. Like, oh, I'll do that. That looks like I get a lot of points for that. And there's, I, I find that easy. And then we would generally be, and it'd be different tasks is gone. Yeah. So the kids <laughs> were complaining but, about Hey, that. come on. <laughs> and so what they would do, the hack was what the kids would do is they would start and answer one question on any task they think they, they want to do. So it wouldn't go away. So they did their own pinning. They did their own They pinning, did their right? own they, they found yeah, their own way. Nice. And of course, but part of the problem also was that if kids were really quick, sometimes they'd have it open in multiple browsers and they would start on a task and, and meanwhile had been deleted. And so then you'd have this synchronous problem because it's deleted. They're working on a task that doesn't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. They're like, hey, what's mm -hmm. going on? That didn't happen such a big, that wasn't such a big deal. Anyway, I said, all right, here's what we're doing. Let's no longer delete tasks. No more deleting tasks. Because the reality is the tasks are all, they're not sequential. They're on different parts of the knowledge graph, so they don't really impact each other at all. And so if a task was good earlier in the day, it's still good now. I mean, it's not going to be like, well, this task is like 
totally what you should be doing. They're all good. <laughs> I mean, it's all, you're all like, it's, it's infinitely, I mean, it's insignificant, the differences between them. So it's like, okay, just don't delete them. And what we'll do, we'll always generate, always, so when we'll generate six tests to start, they do one, then the fifth one, the sixth one is immediately already there, right? So there's always five tests, yeah. don't wait on anything ever. And then we just in the background yeah. generate that six tasks. So, so there's never a wait. That's like, <laughs> that's like, um, random number generator. How, you know, it, with games with, with the dice or whatever, they pre-compute like a thousand rolls in a row and they're just picking the next mm, one. Yeah. You, know? you just, yeah, like, so it's just ready to yeah, go. Yeah. It's just like, why? Yeah. Why, why? So this saved a, this saves a bunch of time on the server. It saves a bunch of time for the user, the user doesn't have to wait. I was like, I don't want, I was telling Justin this, I don't want students waiting. They shouldn't have to wait ever. Everything should be like instantaneous. So the other thing we did, and I think we talked a little bit in the last show is, um, we, or Justin wrote the code, but the idea was to reload from state as opposed to reloading all the answers. And I think one of our listeners, mm -hmm. I don't remember who it was, said, well, that's called event projection is sort of the model that's based on. but. You know, it's fine when a kid has 500 answers, 1,000 answers, but all of a sudden you get kids who've answered thousands and thousands. It's like a half second to process every 1,000 answers. That's the, sort of a linear yeah. growth model. So it got longer and longer, more and more processing time on the server. So we did is, and, the, and then we would store a, because every student, we'd have a, a record for every student on every topic. What is their, their, you know, and a handful of metrics on that that we would use to, and it was like, so for Colby, who's pretty, it was pretty advanced when he'd finished, it would insert 2,200 rows. That's a lot of rows. <laughs> every time. And every kid yeah, is doing that. That's a lot. Yeah. And you'd, ha so you'd be inserting, I mean, we have, I got, I think, I think, I think at the end of the school year, like 175 ish active users on the system. Okay. And you could have even, it was like an evening, it was like a Sunday night and we still had like five tasks completed a minute. So you have upwards of like 10,000 rows inserted a minute. And this is, and, and this is like 175 users. So wait till we have like a hundred times some people. It's stupid. It's amazing how often it, it crops up where you build something, it, you're building a tech and you are outscaling yourself. Like you, you, you break your own scale, but by, by just stuff, silly stuff. Like yeah. This. You just like, this happens a lot. Yeah. Like, you know, you just like, <clears throat> I don't know a typical example would be you you plug in a, like a set interval that does a poll of your server mm -hmm. and you're, you're polling your server every x seconds and even with 100 users all of a sudden you've got like all these all these hits for no good reason you know so it's that kind of concept yeah it's, it's really easy i mean it's really easy to do that stuff and as i said on discord i mean it's make it work then make it right and then make it fast i didn't invent that as you as you i mean i never claimed to invent it but that's like a common thing to think about and it's a good way to think about things because people a lot, I a like lot of it, time yeah. people they get the cart before the horse they're trying to optimize everything and you know it may turn out that this 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 functionality this feature may not last the week or the month so why are you gonna spend all this time and 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 pe people like you know engineers like to engineer right they're like oh this is a kind of cool problem make this really yeah. it's like okay okay slow down there cowboy like just let's just see how this even works and whatever so the the solution was to just store a representation of their entire knowledge graph as a, within a JSON object. So it's just a bunch of array elements. It's just a JSON, and 
that saves in like 0.1 seconds as opposed to, oh, Perfect. and when, when, when it would save the 22 records, it would take, we, it wouldn't be done. I mean, obviously it's, it's, it's managing other things that are going on, but it would return for like 14 to 20 seconds server. You're using a uh, uh, SQL, yeah, right? MySQL, Is it Postgres? RDS. My uh, we're using MySQL, RDS. <laughs> like, would it, would it help you to no, use NoSQL? No. It helps you oh to my use God, yes. Our we are it is relational. It is so relational. I mean, it is just crazy how many tables. This okay. is not a simple thing that has like five you know, five different elements that connect. I mean, it, we have like it's it's crazy. No. Okay. Uh, I don't I'm not a big fan of NoSQL as a general. I think NoSQL is good for simple mo mo data models or something that you know how it's gonna work. You're not going to change the schema, and it needs to be really, really fast. But if it's like yeah. we're going to, we're constantly changing stuff and relationships and adding in stuff, I think, I think SQL is extremely, I think I read this, some guy wrote like a blog post about this like <laughs> eight or 10 years ago. And I think the audience said SQL is agile. And I'm like, it absolutely is. And mm, I true. think yeah. when you're changing and da da da, I think it's, but like at Uber, when we needed to shut down a dispatch server and bring it up, Bring it using MySQL for our Postgres for something it was slow, but we we could just save the state as like in a in a NoSQL like a, a you know initially it was um, Mongo then we moved to like Redis which is I mean no it's not exactly the same thing but using more of a document type key value thing it was way way faster to do that and there's, so so it's just the right tool for the right job I would I would never use Mongo or one of these things for 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 Math Academy and it's not going to work mm -hmm. because slicing and dicing all this data and just all these different ways and all it's related how it's related to all, it's just this relational database was built for stuff like this so yeah um anyway yeah you you want you need to be able to 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 select one student's stuff and like do summit and you know do mathematical stuff on it, it and just real, real quick yeah it, um in all these different ways this is a really complicated app of a lot of things going on and um so and again, I'm not denigrate. I don't mean to denigrate, you know, the NoSQL stuff. I just think they, it's tends to solve a slightly different type of problem or, or set mm -hmm. of problems, use cases than the kind of thing I'm doing. Um, so what I was going to say, the other thing we did was, uh, and it is, so that made things super. So rather, so right now, what would happen is to, to process a, a student who had like a lot of answers, like a kid who's like, you know, several years into the, using the, the program, I mean, it would take, it could take 14, 15 seconds or 20 seconds just to get everything done, to run through the model, to save all the stuff. Now we got the model done because we're building it to state. It, it, it generally is like one and a half seconds to process everything. Load a different state, run the model, bam. We leave everything, ca everything's cached. So we have, we, have, we have an entire knowledge graph cache. We just load the student's data, bam, bam, bam. Saved, we're done. An entire knowledge graph. So it's just, you know. Yeah, so we're, you're talking, we went from 20 seconds down to one and a half, one second, one and a half seconds. Nice. like that. Nice. And, and I saw Mark uh, commented and said, yep, much yeah, nicer, was, much faster. Yeah, pretty much done by the time he used it. Appreciated um, it. He also complained a little bit. I don't know if he complained, but he is a little slow waiting for an answer. You're loading a question. And that's another thing we're going to work on over the summer. It's not as, as high priority, but I, I don't want you to have to wait for something to be rendered or loaded. I want everything preloaded. So there's just like instantaneous and also i don't like it when the when you see the math kind of render and the the page is kind of moving around a little bit 
you know, is this trend to render? I think that looks kind of mm. crap. And yeah, yeah, I hate and that. I just haven't had a chance to solve that once and for all. But yeah, we're getting there. All right. So that's probably enough about Math Academy, I guess. What, uh, I guess we're running out. It's almost two hours. Yeah, well, we, we got a late well, start because yeah. you were late. <laughs> but I was a bit. But, late. uh, so you want to talk movies or TV shows? Yes. I mean, I've, I've been watching, um, Stranger Things. I'm into episode, I'm just about to start episode three. Man, that is just such a good show. You're in season one? So good. Se no, season, the, the last, see? the new yeah, season. Yeah, I told, I told for the longest time to watch it. You just resisted. No, 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 I did not. I've, I've watched all of it. I mean, I. Well, I, you resisted I, for I, a while. I'm, it took years to get you there. Possibly. It took you years to get there. But, but uh, no, I really, like this, this new season is just as good as ever. They just, they they get a vibe. They get a vibe that is so enjoyable to watch. I don't think this season the is atmosphere. good. I think they think it's a notch down this season, to be honest with you. Of course. You, could you could you disagree more? <laughs> I'm just to be honest. I, I, <laughs> I, I thought you were first. That's why I say he must be talking about season one. Like season four is kind of, I mean, it's still good show, right? Uh, I'm just like, eh. It's, it, it, it feels a little... I, I thought it was a little ham-fisted in some some areas. Some stuff was a little goofy, I thought. Um, but you know, you know, it's funny how they had the blonde guy. He's kind of like the bad guy. And I was telling the you know the 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 guys like captain of the basketball team, or whatever, right? Yeah. And I was yeah, telling, yeah, yeah. I said, yeah, this was a this was kind of a trope, especially in the '80s. The blonde hair, blue eyed athlete was the villain. And so everybody thought I was like, I go to college, and everybody's like, yeah, you look like the the bad guy from the Karate Kid or something. Like, yeah, yeah. This general yeah. look of like the the blonde asshole, right? And so yeah. they got that. I'm like, yeah, there we go. But they're trying to do, they're doing it for fun, right? And just like, I don't want to give too much away, but um, that was funny. There was there one thing that annoyed me though, is they have this scene at a skating rink, right? Yeah. And I had to stop because I. Okay, because I used to go to a skating rink, and I had, I was on the speed team. I had these like three hundred. I mean, I had these three hundred sixty-five dollars ski, speed skates that I spent a lot of time saving on buying, which is like a thousand dollars now, right? And I was like, they were badass, and and the and the and the in the, the all the cool people hung out at the at the skating rink. But you show all these people skating around. They look like morons with these rental skates. Everybody's wearing like these high knee socks. <laughs> Everybody's wearing shorts and like tight little shorts and high knee socks and stuff like they were from mid-70s. And everybody, I was like, I, I, nobody looked this stupid in 1986, guys. They're, they're just, they're, it's like they're making everybody in 86 look like clowns. And I'm telling you, and Sandy always like, whenever she hears me talk about space skating, she likes to make it look like I was like, like some disco skater or something like that. And I was like, you have no idea how cool I was. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> it was where all the cool people on Friday, Saturday night, you know, this is like, everybody had these badass speed skates. And, you know, it was like this, it was like, yeah, you had the goofy people, the rental could flop around, but the people who were really good, you know, and so I was, it's always getting annoyed. So Sandy always, she always used to yank my chain about that. So the kids. I did not know that you were a speed skater in the 80s. Yeah. Well, for a few years. I was on the. Uh... That is news to me. Yeah. And I agree with Sandy and, and my mental image of you has definitely changed now. So you have no idea. So it's, it was much closer to like when you watch this speed skating and like the, and the Olympics, right? And, you know, of course we were wearing spandex and tight, but I mean, it was, it was, uh, you know, these really expensive, really cool looking 
<clears throat> so. Have you seen the picture of me from the 80s skiing and looking like David Hasselhoff? You look like David Hasselhoff. I have to see that for believe that one. You haven't no, seen that? No. Oh, I will post that into Slack. It is it is an it is an image to behold. Okay, so let's 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 um let's move on. So, um so you're a big fan now of I'm just a fan of the show in general. Yeah. No, it's, it's a good but show. Now you made still... me feel. Now you made fe- you made me feel dumb I don't for feel liking. Bad. I'm just saying it's not as good as the first three seasons. I really like. I think the second season was probably the best. Although I liked, I liked all three really. I, I like four. It's oh, just, oh, you... it, it's just gone down. Yeah, it's go dropped on. down from like an eight point five on IMD to like a seven point four five. It's definitely worth watch. It's definitely good. I just am like. Uh, it's not quite as sharp as it to me. Wait, 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 wait. Severance, the first few episodes were like a 3.2. I don't know you. if I'd say a 3.2, but, but it was, it was. But now at the end, the last few, the last few episodes, where did, where did we Yeah, I mean, it was good. Look, here, here's the thing about Severance. It would definitely rank as in the sevens, like in the high sevens. It is well made. Yeah. It is well acted. It is well written. It was just kind of claustrophobic and kind of really slow and weird for a lot of shows. And I, and there wasn't any character that I really liked. I wasn't feeling like, oh, I really like that main protagonist or really like the guy. I was like, I don't know. You know, cause you got to find somebody to root for. Somebody you like, and if you don't, it's hard to get into it. So I just, um, he was kind of the main guy. I felt was kind of a, kind of a loser, kind of lame and boring and, so on the so on the last episode, were you on the edge of your seat or was it just meh? Oh, I wouldn't say I was on the edge of my seat, but I wasn't meh either. I was like, I was like, okay, well, okay, we watched. I think I don't know if it was like eight episodes or whatever. So we were in the second to last episode, <laughs> say season seven, like episode seven or whatever. And Teddy's like, well, we gotta find out what oh, happens. You haven't watched the last episode what? yet? Oh, we did. We did watch all episodes. So, but right okay, at the end right. of the second to last episode, she's like, and Sandy is the is the 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 dictator about we are not watching in there it's time to go to bed <laughs> i see it's like it's, it's, there is no negotiating about the watching it oh we're gonna watch two episodes like the answer is always no the kids like oh go watch more she's like no you guys got homework the doctor didn't wake me up at six it's been a long day but like this is the same kind of thing right so and she's like well i have to find out we have to watch anyway so i was like <laughs> okay. what is going on <laughs> and that was with Severus, yeah. like on the yeah. second to and last. The okay, whole thing. there you go. I was like, that went fast. It was there so funny because she was the one who broke the rule. Um, so I get, I you know, like I said, I enjoyed the last couple episodes. The last episode was, was good, but I found a lot of the first stuff kind of, um, kind of slow, kind of, kind of slow. Um, I wasn't. I was like, well, you know, it's kind of things like, this is why, I mean, it's, it's, it's clearly well-made. I mean, there's shows that you could tell are well-made, right? You're not going to argue with it. Like, well, this is just a stupid story. The acting is crap. None of those things are true. It's just like, I don't know. I'm just not loving it. You know? I wish we could speak about it. Cause like, there's things I want to ask you about it, but I guess I'll ask you after the shows, after we've Well, you know what we could do is let's talk a little more shows and we can come back to it. And this can be the spoiler alert and, and don't, don't listen past this point. If yeah, you're, if don't listen. About. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we could have, yeah, okay, we could have the spoiler alert section for whatever show we want to talk to about in depth past that point. Right. It's like the demilitarized okay, zone. Yeah. <laughs> like anything beyond this point. That's a good, that's a good idea. Yeah. So, yeah. cause there's, there's, there was some concepts in severance that I thought were kind right, of hold cool. Off. 
Hold just, off. Just ideas. Okay, hold off. Okay. No, I know, I know. We're, we're, we're not at the spoiler alert okay, section right, yet. Just hold on, people. Don't, don't, okay, don't okay. stop yet. We're not there. <laughs> okay. So the other one uh, that we start watches, uh, we're starting to watch season three of The Boys. Yeah, I've never watched that. I've, 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 Dude, I've you've mentioned good. it, and I haven't gotten into. I mean, it yeah, is. It's worth it. As a term for the bad, one of the main uh, kind of uh, antagonists, he's he's sort of a good guy. But he's kind of, he's friend of antagonists. That's diabolical. <laughs> it is diabolical. <laughs> I mean, this thing's like Jesus. I mean, ultraviolet. What was the one? Remember how Invincible? Remember how like that? Remember how the first episode and he that one superhero just like, really rips those other superheroes to shreds. Invincible, the animated. You have not watched Invincible. What is your no. problem, dude? <laughs> we talked about it on the show. We have many of our listeners have you have made comments that like you go get watch Invincible. Anyway, this all happens in the first beginning of the show, uh, pretty early on the first episode. But is those things that you're just like sh literally shocked. You're like I cannot believe they showed that they did that and that's there's that that just happened yeah i mean yeah, just right, like okay. really ultra violent like really gory <laughs> oh like, my god oh my god jesus i mean to the nth degree and they do that in the boys so it's not for anyone with a uh no no one who's sensitive should watch it but um of course my kids watch it so probably really really <laughs> bad parent but um no they all really they're not sensitive in that way but um or at least not anymore <laughs> <laughs> You've they might have been like really sensitive <laughs> you know <laughs> kids who are really just have this very you know kind of naive view of the world but not anymore you know but um the, i would i would i would highly recommend if you're if you like these kinds of shows i'd highly recommend obviously stranger things the boys and invincible invincible is an animated superhero thing but it's not like you're used to saying it's different um I'm trying to think of anything else have you seen anything really good uh, um no you know what i i love all the dc uh stuff that you get on the cw like you know me i really love teenage stuff for <laughs> Friday teenagers. Night lights um, <laughs> but you know what like the flash the like season we're on season eight or season nine wow now. you made it oh it's it's really it's really bad. It is. It's it's bad. It, it, it got it's, they, they uh, jumped the shark like they, even they me, jumped the shark I mean, like just, five times. I mean, oh, that's really that's, bad. It's just just the the, the storylines and it keeps on going back to the same things and yeah, it, he acts out of character. Like he does things that he wouldn't do. Like it it's just it's just annoying and bad. Um, yeah, I my, but my I, kids have kind of grown out of that stuff. We watched that. We watched the Arrow for a while, or Arrow. Yeah, I like that. The arrow was uh, to me. The arrow was always good. It but, was okay. I don't. I, I don't. I, don't, I was. It was a little more boring. <laughs> but they just they sort of go okay, okay. There's nothing we can do now, so let's invent invent multiple worlds. Yeah, I'm kind of getting sick of the multi worlds <laughs> thing. They do that all the time. We're gonna have there's a thousand, there's infinite world. Oh, okay. There's nothing we can do with infinite worlds anymore. So now let's invent. Speed forces uh, time, and all these time other travel forces. and everything is just like, <laughs> well, you know the worst one, the biggest, um, what's the word I'm like? the 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 biggest rule breaker in that was, um, I think it was called Once Upon a Time, and it was this sort of, in, in in like every season would sort of tend to revolve around a new fairy tale, and they were kind of in the fairy tale and stuff oh, like that, right. and and they were like, oh, 
It had that great actor, the actor from uh, yeah, U- it's from uh, Star Universe G USG. Yeah, I like that guy. Yeah, um, the full Monty guy. Yeah, he's yeah exactly. And he does. I mean, they had some good actors in it, but it was like, no yeah. matter what situation, kind of like, there's no, you know, if this happens, there's no way to do it, except <laughs> this one. Except. Oh, we just do the smell. That'll undo the permanent unbreakable curse. You know, like every time. Yeah. And you're just like this sort of ex machina kind of stuff. It's like, you know, so anytime they say that something wasn't always true or not, or, impossible then obviously that was bullshit and so it just kind of got dumb but um anyway i was just thinking that because it was like the worst because you know we watched that for the kids for years and i was just like kind of rolling my eyes like oh jesus did you watch um manifest ever i would watch when i come in and making coffee and stuff and i would see um um i would see it because early my youngest was watching it about a year or a year and a half ago and it was looked so stupid i could barely it is a similar kind of thing yeah, it looked like, really dumb and it has one yeah, of the same Prince charming from, from what's upon, upon a time, time is yeah, the Prince Char- yeah. I, I saw it's like oh this is the this is terrible i mean there was a there's a bunch of there's a bunch of shows that she'd like netflix shows that she would watch and i was just like man these are just so bad it's <laughs> just like unwatchable kind of thing i'm trying to think but you don't have you don't have anything else. You don't have any other shows you watch. You have nothing. Else. You have nothing to give our listeners. I mean, Rick and Morty. I mean, if you come ever, on, if dude. You like, watch is, Rick and Morty. This is like recommending. We could talk about I that. I mean, you know, we everybody knows about Rick and Morty. Everybody knows. No. Listen. Oh, about recommending. Yeah, it. you need to oh, find something. Sorry. Like we, we need. We, you got to go out and you got to find good content. No, I mean, I just don't think that the kind of stuff that I watch, uh, like, I mean. Stuff like a good fight, you know. I mean, some 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 of the things that I really like are just not really. I don't think it'd be very good to recommend on this show. You know what I miss? It was it, it was one of these shows I talked about before is Black Summer, and it was made by the people who made Z Nation, which is a really kind of a corny kind of a show. And but mm-hmm. Black Summer was a serious take. And it was one of the shows that you looked at, you're like, hey, it's like a six point something rated. I remember Justin and I, we work in the living room some days and Saturdays, like, oh, let's watch something in the background. And I'm like, oh, I don't, this looks kind of dumb. But and I was like, after the first show, I go, that was actually pretty good. And it's like, yeah, it was pretty good. And then we watched another one, we're like, wait a minute, I actually really like this. And then like the third one, I'm like, this is great. Yeah, because they had the fast zombies, which are scary as hell, right? Fast zombies, you know. I don't know how you how you do work with something going on in the background. I can't do that. Um, I mean, it depends. I mean, if it's something that it depends the kind of work I'm doing, and it depends how much I care about the show. Now, if it's something that's a really good show, really interesting, there's I can't get any work done. If it's a show that's, you know, like I can watch reruns of like X Files or something, right? Or I can watch like an ID Discovery you know, murder investigation. I mean, this stuff is like, you know, back, it's so easy to follow and so slow. And then you can always just stop and go back and like, wait. So you're, you're like typing out code, you're working on a function, you're like, and you're watching the show at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of there in the background. Yeah. But then, but, but if all of a sudden I'm like, oh wait, I got to think about this, I'll stop it. Cause like, I can't have any, okay. it's the same thing with music. Right. So it's like, I have different levels. So it's like, if I'm, if I'm doing like some design stuff, you know, or something that's really just like, I keep trying, maybe I try this, try that, kind of trial and error stuff. It's not real logic stuff. I can actually listen to a YouTube, like interview of somebody, like a discussion, right? I can like a Lex Friedman interview with some physicist, no problem. But if all of a sudden, like, I'm like, I have to 
solve a problem like cricket then it's, it's i could just it has to be like music like i'll listen to like the uh blade runner or interstellar or lit you know what are those sort of like sci-fi electronic um background music kind of thing and then yeah now but if it's really like i'm really have to think hard and i can't decide what's going on then i need complete silence so it's just kind of it depends on how much of sort of my logic processing unit needs to be utilized for that yeah you know but here's what happens too if i'm doing something that is not using up quite enough of my brain i have to have some kind of background thing going on otherwise my brain gets i'm just bored and i, I start getting allowing myself to get distracted and i start reading the news or something stupid I think I have, uh, what I've been doing is, um, well, I guess what I call fractional deep work. Fractional so deep it's work. like <laughs> fractional deep. It's like, um, because I don't, you know, apart from, apart from the night shift during the day, I just, there's, there is no, no time to actually do deep work. Mm -hmm. So I just have to prep myself and then I get like, so, you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm feeding the dog. I'm taking the dog for a walk. I'm like. Uh, feeding jack i'm dealing with a problem and then i'm sort of mentally preparing myself for this fractional deep work then i jump in i sit down at the computer i've got five minutes okay deep five minutes da, 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 da. and then i get out of it so and it's it is quite difficult with context context switching right right but that's what i've been doing recently right which is a all right of, you want to do the spoiler concept. spoiler section yes all right okay so if you if you haven't watched Severance, don't listen to anything that's about to be said, because it will literally completely ruin but the whole show it, for you. Go binge it for the rest of the day and then come back and listen. Right, that's a recommendation. Binge. Severance. Yeah, sure. So <laughs> we'll I, be waiting I really for think, you. So some of the <laughs> some of the things that they they talk that they that they do and display, I think, are kind of cool. Like Ricken. So Ricken, the author of yeah. the book, who who is such a an idiot such a such a for want of a term better term just a knob end is what you'd call him in england uh -huh. right and so he's just a, like a completely narcissistic idiotic a just a buffoon right full of buffoonery buffoonery but what's but no i'm saying buffoonery okay, okay, that's, that's, okay, a, that's okay, the thing okay, i'm saying okay. yeah. but but what's really funny is they found a way a context to show you know, to 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 Mark's innie, right? <laughs> who 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 knows nothing of the real world, uh, nothing else, and the only thing he's ever seen in his whole life is this one nutty book that Ricken wrote. Right. It's incredibly powerful. It's incredibly important. It changes his life. It's such an important thing. I love that. I love that they were able to do that. Yeah, no, it's cool. Um, what? Uh, so what? What's what? What do you think is going to happen in, in the next season? What's your prediction? Now that they, well, it was, it was, uh, it's amazing to find out that, wait, what's the, what's the woman's name? What's her character's name? Which one? Helly, uh, Helly, Helly. You mean Helly that, that she, she actually, Helly that she runs the show? Yeah. Well, she's actually like the daughter <laughs> of the, uh, that, that, that was really. She's the, she's the owner? Yeah. Or not the owner. She's the daughter. Of the owner. <laughs> that, that's, I mean, that's very cool. And that his wife is alive. Mm -hmm. Um, that was a big reveal. Um. I mean, man, well, I don't you know where they're going to go. I'm, wait, I'm waiting for the. You get to give me the the deep analysis. Well, wait, you but you you didn't respond. I just told you the Rickon thing, and you're like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that he you're that not, he not was he, his his weird view on life was enough to pull him out. Just his sort of his his weird his weird view on 
I guess it's just it's just his weird his weird view on life, which looking at it from one lens is ridiculous. Looking at it from another lens, it's actually magnificent. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I, that's a I think that's true in a lot of life. So, what know? do you think about the it's, what was the um, the boss was the one who she was fired and then she's like. Oh, and the Arca- Patricia yeah, Arquette. Yeah, Patricia character, that she's going to come back. And it was kind of interesting. So you just think that because she has this deep connection to what's going on, or she thinks she can worm her way back in by... She... Did she... Is she, like, into the religion of it? Is that what's going on? Like, was there was a scene of her, like, having an altar. Yeah. Is she basically just completely religious and... She believes in yeah, it. Yeah, so she's kind of into the cult. So I think I think part of it is that even though they were gonna fire her they fired her or whatever, she's so vested psychologically in the cult that she just you know, I think she saw it even though she was obviously devastated that, that they would do that to her, even though she felt like it wasn't her fault. Um she's seeing, oh, she of course doesn't want to see it destroyed or anything, but she um she, I think, you might looking for an opportunity to get back in. But did, did she? Didn't she whisper in that guy? And and the guys here about you should quit, you should leave. Didn't she? Did she whisper that to him? I think she did. Did she? She, she should leave. Yeah, yeah. She. What? What? What are the numbers? What are they doing? The number. Oh, the ma- the macro data, whatever they're doing, cleaning or something. What, what, what's it called? Yeah, the refinery. refining refining numbers. I, I mm. think that um, I've got a theory that there might be quality control on their own process. So it's like some somehow as they choose those numbers, it's showing how well the severance thing is working. Mm. I don't know. But you know what reminds me? Of? I think I'd tell you this. I think this show kind of reminds me of Lost. Do you remember do you ever see Lost? Yeah. It yeah reminds they me had of the Lost. numbers, right? <laughs> yeah. But it's like, it's all these unknowns. They had the numbers and just a silly task. What's that? What'd you say? Just just doing a silly task, pressing the button. Right, yeah, to press the while, button. Yeah. But it was sort of like, um, I mean, the similarities. I mean, I think they use loss as sort of a model to a degree, as an inspiration, which is like, okay, there's something going on. We don't yeah. really know what's going on. We have this group of characters that are going to work together to try and figure out there's some kind of possibly nefarious force that sort of controlling things, um, you know, and we're lost. We're trying to figure out are we dead or in purgatory or what, what is, what's going on here. They're like, they know they're alive, but they're just trying to understand what the big, what, what's really going on. Cause someone just hidden and, and they, they, they kind of hit beats in a similar way. So I just feel like instead of, instead of being outside an Island, they're inside this, you know, office building. Inside <laughs> in the weird, basement. With no light. You know, which is all very weird. I found that that's why I found that like Would you that? Would you ever get oh, severance? Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> that is the dumbest. I don't know. I see that's the conceit that's a little weird that would people really do that? Um I mean I guess if I guess if they were suffering that much. I mean I guess if you were if you're really personally suffering and you felt like you could never get out of it, that'd be the only way that you could at least spends part of the day not suffering. But you know the woman with the baby? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think that she has had severance in a different kind of way 
where where like she doesn't know she has well, a baby. Well, that's the the implication is that she's severed, you know, because she didn't recognize, you know, the guy's sister and everything. So I think the implication is maybe that yeah, something like that's going on. Yeah. The the or or is it that she's both like a regular normal wife and mum, and then she as she's a severed version where she doesn't know who she is. And that version is the mistress. So she's like the, she's both a mistress and a mom to the same man. That just seemed kind of weird. I'm not really sure where that goes as a, as a storyline. Like why, like, does that make any, that doesn't even make any, doesn't even make sense. Like why would you want to have your wife spend <laughs> half a day? She doesn't know what she's doing the other half a day. And you know, <laughs> that would be really annoying. Would, I, I don't, I'm not sure what the advantage of that would be. Um, I don't know. Let's, that's, it's, I, you know, like I said, it's, it's a good show. So the guy got stronger. It was off to a really, really slow start. Have okay. you gone? So you don't have any predictions about what's going to happen next season? No, I have no idea. I mean, it's the thing about this stuff. I mean, okay. So, okay. So it has to have changed some things. It can't think like, oh, that worked. That didn't work. Right. So they can't, it has to move the story forward um, to the next season. It has next season. We can't spend this whole on next season. Well, we're back to square one and, you know, so some things have to have changed, but it can't have solved it. Everybody knows that Lumen is a freak show and Severance is a, you know, is a horrible thing. Like you can't, it can't get to that point because you're going to run out of show. So they need to, they, you know, when we make a show like this, I think you're, the hope is that this thing will run for four, five, six or more seasons. Yeah. So you got to give yourself some runway. You can't solve problems that easily. And if you, if uh, if you change things too much, then obviously start running out of things to do, and then like you said before, it's like other worlds or <laughs> you start making up weird crap just yeah. to give yourself something to do the next season. So mm. um, I think what'll happen is, um, of course, they're back. I think it's going to be they're going to move one step forward. They're, they're they're still all they all know what's going on. They're going to be punished in some way, um, but and then. And they're going to find some other way around there. It's going to be it's sort of like a, in a way it's a, um, a, what do they call it? Like a prison break show. Right. Okay. It's kind yeah. of, a, it's kind of a prison break in a sense. So there's a little bit of the lost thing, which, you know, you could say is a prison break. They're trying to get off the Island. I mean, you could say that this follows that sort of model. And so they're going to have a setback. I don't know. Okay. Hopefully it won't be like two years where you know, a lot of these shows like they just were off forever. Um, what was the one? There's a show. There's a show where the guy was at Barry. Have you, you seen Barry? Uh, yeah, I have. That's, that's the two seasons. Like, well, how it's been forever. When's the third season? I mean, it's <laughs> like it just go. It's just it's gonna take like two years or something. Do you have Discord open? I do. Go and have a look in the JV Musing okay. channel. Are you, have you been musing away? JV Musing. Zoom in on that picture. I'm looking at dogs. Oh, that is a hassle. You do look like a Hasselhoff Jr. You got Jr. <laughs> Hasselhoff. That's good. You got the sunglasses. You got the headband. What was this? How old were you? I mean, I was like 18 or something. That's hilarious. Nice. I thought. I mean, so so you said you said. Oh, in the eighties, no one no one looked like clowns. 
<laughs> but I mean, I definitely did. Look at that. You got the are those are those leg warmers? Yeah, That's leg warmers. Leg warmers and the headband. <laughs> you really leaned into the eighties, I guess. You were leaning <laughs> yeah, in hard. I mean, it was good towards the end of the eighties. You're holding on tight. You're like, man, I ain't letting go of these leg warmers. <laughs> Jesus, that's leg warmers, headband, scarf, polo neck, or turtleneck as you call it, leather jacket. I thought I was so cool. I'm sure you were. I'm sure you were, <laughs> and you still are. At least in my book. All right, I think we're done. I got nothing else to add on yeah. severance. <laughs> okay. Uh, Georgie Georgie is calling for uh for me. She needs yeah. help, so. All right. Yeah. That's a wrap. We're out. Yeah.